to the Suspense is Killing Us podcast. I am Emily. Travis. Hi, it's me, Matt. We're all here again. Here we are. We're doing it. My Episode two of Emily, the Emily Soderbach era. The reign of Soderbach. Continues uh, so, unabated. Really yeah. yeah. So, I mean, so far, the other episode hasn't come out yet, To, but it has if you're listening to this episode. Right. Matt, Matt and I listened oh, yeah, to yeah, it. Yeah. I've listened to it in its we entirety. Give it, we give it our seal of approval. Yeah. We vetted you. We were, we were, Good. we were Good. once again discussing. You've listened to the last episode at this point, hopefully, and we were discussing our our worry that we discussed before that we made the quiet sound more fun than it is. Yeah. Yep. So if you guys watch that, sorry, I'm not gonna. You know what? We shouldn't apologize. Yeah. You guys watched it. I mean, fine. we did warn you. Yeah. Then you, we did, did you the, listen? No. And we did yeah. the same thing in that episode too, where we were like, "This sucks," and then we were like, "You know what? No. Yeah." It, it is fun to watch. Watch it. <laughs> but Just we're watch wrong. it to watch it. I don't know. And, and we're not we did we're not really um getting a lot of great movies this week to power us through Mm-mm. the bad taste Mm-mm. of the quiet. This isn't gonna be like horrible. There were no, all no, 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 very nothing like that. Kep, Kep would never do anything road. that distinctive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this it's is not the, his way. This is the Kep episode. Yes. We're the going we're doing three David Kep scripts. Well, three movies he directed. And uh only one that he didn't that he co-wrote, I think. Yeah. Also, I also wanted to point out uh, just uh, while we're here, because hopefully this won't happen again. But I did forget to bring the computer, yeah. <laughs> and we were recording this thing at Scarecrow Video, which is not my house anymore. <laughs> so Emily had to drive me back to my house. Think so we're starting this a half hour later. Yeah, thank goodness yeah, but the nobody traffic else knows didn't that. fuck us over. Not yet. It's the one time of the week where Seattle doesn't have really hardcore traffic, so we got lucky on that one. Yeah. But boy, I gotta tell you, if you're recording a podcast, you need a computer. Some it's might say you need one, or like a tape recorder, or a ta- something to record it. Oh my god, what if we did this on a tape on a reel to reel? Oh, okay, well, I could look into it. Yeah, let's do that. That would be fun. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be like outsider art, man. Yeah, totally. Like it'd be like tape. There'd be DIY tape hiss spirit. on it. It'd be like Elias. I'm Mar- that hiss. Elias Merhige's podcast. Oh my god! <laughs> Remember that guy? No, no, nobody does. <laughs> Although we do need we about. do need to cover that one movie he made years ago that uh, no one remembers. Apartment Zero or something. No, no, no Suspect Zero. Suspect Zero. Suspect Zero. Apartment that would Zero. that would be a good suspense kills movie. That is a, a truly bananas movie. Yeah. I mean, we we will find uh, a spot for that one at some point. point. I just watched the movie Begotten again recently. Oh my too. god! Why did you do that for? <laughs> I don't. I didn't watch it all the way through. Horrifying. I don't believe it's possible it's, to watch that movie like all the way through. The definition of yucky. Yeah. It's pretty nasty. And, and like, if you haven't seen the movie Begotten before, of course we're talking Begotten. It's the David Kep episode. Right. <laughs> um, but if you haven't seen it before, it's this experimental, like, horror movie that this guy made uh, 30 years ago or whatever. And it's all shot on this terrible, like, film stock and stuff. Mm. And uh, if you stick around long enough watching uh, Begotten, you can't quite tell what's going on a lot of the time, but you will see some porno at the end there. Well. And then you'll only realize it after, like, two minutes where you're like, wait a minute, is this porno? All your hard work will pay off. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's not. It's not good porno. Well, it's still, that's what yeah, you. Get, that's what you deserve. Weird stuff. Yeah. Shadow of the Vampire. We got a Marilyn Manson. God is in the TV. Ooh. Compilation of music videos. There's a man who was born to make Marilyn Manson videos. Yeah. And bad movies. The anti David Kep, if you will. The man who was born for pure mediocrity. <laughs> 
We've we've shit talked David Kep a lot. A lot. I, I'm very happy we were, were able to actually get around to doing a, a whole it's, episode. It's not like on he's him. never gotten his name on anything that I've really liked. I mean, there have been some movies that I've really enjoyed. I ha- I, well, he's a hack, so he's co-writing a lot of stuff. He's his name is on what 40, 50 projects, something like that. A lot of stuff. I think his his name is on every third movie, like by WGA WGA like yes. union bylaws. It just has <laughs> to be. Uh, so like I I've I've. I don't know if he's like he's the like right the Ron Bass of the 21st century. He's the he's the Ron Howard of writing. Ooh, I mean, and we, I thought we, that we, was Akiva Goldsman. Well, him him and Akiva Goldsman are tied for the 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 all time hack, the all time right, writer yeah. hacks. Um, they and, should and put them in the, a steel cage and fight to the death. <laughs> I would, love, and, but they both have to to die. Yeah, well, two <laughs> men enter, zero Jesus. men leave. <laughs> well, I figure if they fight to the death, they'll probably end up killing each other, yes. like with the, the, the sing, a single individual like mutual death blow. <laughs> Please. I didn't know much about uh, Kep before this, uh, but yeah, apparently he's just written everything. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Yeah. 47 Spider-Man movies, at least 20 Jurassic Park. Uh, yeah, many Jurassic Park. Uh, yeah. The I, Da Vinci Code movies. He doesn't truly, I thought that was Goldman. Tr- he doesn't truly oh, that's, have- That's Goldman. Let's not- uh, Come on. I think. He doesn't truly have a style of his own, I don't think. Think could that be argued? Oh. This is a dude uh, reading the books, reading the books about screenwriting. Right, right. I feel like saving those cats. Yeah, he's he's gone to that uh, seminar that Brian Cox put on in adaptation and <laughs> stuff like that. He's following <laughs> the rules, and this is where you get like the consequence of just like not of like a lack of inspiration or originality. Damn, from Mission Impossible to Jurassic Park, I Indiana mean, Jones, all this shit. Mm-hmm. But the in- Indiana Jones, the bad one. Mission Impossible, one of the great masterpieces of, the of the first, the 90s. The first, he, yes, he co-wrote the first Mission Impossible yeah. movie. What but that, that movie went through a lot of scripts. This too. guy That's loves right. money, I think. Is the main this thing. guy <laughs> loves money. That's why they call it money. <laughs> That's why they call it money, because David Kep loves it. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, his, his, he's just huge. And then, of course, uh, recently he, uh, he's been less huge because he did a string of bombs. Such as? Well, uh, Mordecai was the Mordecai. beginning the beginning Mordecai. of it. Which was born, the fruit that was born of the relationship started in Secret Window, which we'll cover on this show. And, uh, just in case I forget. Remember Mordecai <laughs> rated R. This is a kind of, this is the kind of uh, factoid that only I, but I find to be completely delightful, and mm. it's certainly not. But, okay, Mordecai, we all know, we all know Johnny Depp and David Kep came together to make Mordecai. Depp mm. and Kep. But their original collaboration was Secret Window, which we're going to talk about here. And Johnny Depp's name in this movie, Mort. It's Mort. Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> Mort Rainey or Mort DeKai? You, oh be the, you be the judge. We're through the looking glass here, people. Best Johnny Depp movie with him playing a guy named Mort. <laughs> my new you make the call. list. Yeah. <laughs> I also wanted to point out, if you haven't seen Mordecai before. You should. I haven't. Mordecai is R-rated. <laughs> it's bizarre. What is it? I feel like I it's had like, this exact it's same like conversation a, sort of last like, episode, but I didn't It's sort of like a breezy caper mystery. Like, <laughs> but it's but he's, And he's like a rich, <sighs> like, jewel. Like, he's like a rich <sighs> investigator detective guy, guy or something. I'm looking at his face right now. I don't like like it. So they did the whole thing. Uh, the whole ad campaign for this movie was just Johnny Depp and a funny mustache. And it's yeah. like, do you like my mustache? I have a mustache. Look at the stupid Mordecai. thing. Like they're like putting all of the actors and actresses in the mustache. The mustache. That was the, mustache, that was mustache, the campaign, mustache. yeah. Goofy mustache, mustache, mustache. Rated R. Yeah. 
What? And it's it's like pretty violent. And there's lots of swearing. Like Mordecai is like, oh, you're gonna have to fuck me in the ass. You're like, what? <laughs> yeah, it's <What>? bizarre. <laughs> He's got a silly mustache, and then he said, that. "What the fuck?" I is think going that's on? supposed to be the gimmick. Yeah, because like, I thought the it joke. was. I thought it was very. I thought it was Rango adjacent. Yeah, we discussed this last time. <laughs> you thought it was why. Rango adjacent, and then we were like, "You were thinking of Rango." <laughs> I guess. Rango. I guess adjacent. I was thinking of Rango, but I. <laughs> but uh, uh, Some fresh Rango salsa. <laughs> He did, uh, I, I think it's, yeah. And what after Mordecai? He's involved in, I think it's Akiva Goldsman who does the first Da Vinci Code, and then it's kept for the next two, because he, he wrote uh, Angels and Demons and... Inferno? Inferno. Okay. He's only directed eight and movies. He, and then he followed up... <laughs> only eight movies? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Compared to That's the 34 that he wrote sure. for, you know what I mean? But uh, then he did the Tom Cruise, he wrote the Tom Cruise Mummy. Oh. Yeah. Big, but he big, can't be big, the big, only big writer on that one. No, I wouldn't think so. But that's that's like that's some pretty some pretty dire Dude. shit. Right? Mordecai was a, just a fucking huge bomb, and he directed it. It was like his passion project. Yeah. Oh, he he directed it. Was one of those Kep movies that he directed and didn't write. No, looks he like he directed. Uh, give, give me David Kep to direct. He directed a short horror film in 1994 starring Janine Garofalo. Oh, and Michael Rooker. <laughs> that was just oh. her stand-up. We'll be talking about the Rook. I feel He's like I'm always that... talking about Michael Rooker. He's just been popping up lately for me. Well, shall we? Uh, let's shall go. We, we get, let's let's just right. get today's, into it. Today's three behind. movies are 1996's The Trigger Effect, 2004's Secret Window, and 2012's Premium Rush. So let's go. 1996, Trigger Effect. When the lights of the city stop burning. Blackout. Fun. Oh, yeah, hysterical. When the lines of communication break down. I tried the car radio and all I got was static. I know. The laws that hold us together. Don't you guys have any idea what's going on? Fall apart. Look at these people are crazy. People are freaks, man. I heard all this stuff about looting and shootings last night. Oh my God. It's a bad outfit. Some of us have kids, you know. I wear. They don't know any more about when the power is going on than we do. If you want to, you can come back and stay at our place. Then you don't mind. Why would I? No. Three people. Come on, this is supposed to be fun. I'm trying to keep it close. <sighs> Cut off from the outside. Cash the problem. We need batteries. Not batteries. Nah, and water. And a gun. A gun? Are about to experience. What are you thinking? I'm good. The temptation. Jealous, Matt? Are you? Boys, can't play nice. We're not going to have any more of these little sleepovers. Starring Kyle MacLachlan and Elizabeth Shue and Dermot Mulroney. Marmot Dolrooney. Yeah. Marmot Dolrooney. Disarooney uh, on the rocks. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> this is um, uh, my best friend from my best friend's wedding. My best the friend. The titular Mul- best my friend. My best friend Muldaney. <laughs> <laughs> we're, now look, we're, we're constantly. Now look. Dingbat Mahoney. Dingbat Mahoney. <laughs> this so is Ding, gonna be good. This is, this is the good shit right here. Dingbat Mahoney is third lead. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> this is Vi like, Warshawski. Dylan Mudhoney. Oh boy. D- Dylan Mudhoney. What? He's from Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> He's in that grunge movement that's so oh popular. Oh my god, right now. it's a grunge thing. Well, it's some kind of thing. It's a grunge thing. Don't worry about Even it. Even to Seattle. Thanks, phone dude. Rains all the time. <laughs> January. Am I right? Forest? January. 
Uh, okay. All right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> Mud Hut Dingbat Mahoney. Dingbat Mah- Mahoney. Is not even in this movie. He's not yet. here yet. Kyle McLaughlin. So this movie starts with Kyle McLaughlin and Elizabeth Shue, once again done very dirty by a movie that on this Poor podcast. Elizabeth Shue. We had, I feel like we had a couple Elizabeth Shue bangers in a row when we were like, Elizabeth Shue, she can do no wrong. I'd and, like an Elizabeth then, Shue banger. Oh, my. Hello. Oh, goodness. Goodness gracious. Look. Uh, and, but the, but the, the last like three shoes that we've done, she, it's like yeah. they're not good movies, and then she's, she's also- not really good in them. The shoe hasn't fit. Doesn't doesn't fit. The shoe doesn't fit. The shoe doesn't fit. Thank you. Thank you, Emily. You must have quit. You're welcome. If the shoe doesn't fit, you must have quit. There's so much going on. <laughs> Absolutely. Levels Layers. on levels. Anyway, so they're at the movies watching a, some dumbass movie. Oh, it's yeah. a wonder. We get a Goodfellas kitchen shot through the movie theater. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's a big, long wonder of him walking through the theater. And I have to say that this did make me nostalgic for the way that like 90s movie theaters, like multiplexes looked like in the 90s. Absolutely. You know? This is the third movie since last episode that has a movie theater in it. Really? Oh. Yeah. The Quiet had that shot, and then uh, at the very beginning oh, of Glass that House. awesome shot. That's in right. Quiet. That's right. Glass House started with him watching the Psycho movie. Wow. Shit. Yeah. Well, this one, this one, you get a big long wonder that it must have taken him days to shoot. Oh my took god! Took him days just to light beautiful, it. Beautiful, beautiful. And uh, then, and then, Kyle McLaughlin and Elizabeth Shue are watching the movie, and then, uh, first of all, first a lady, a lady cuts in the line of a black guy who's trying to get some concessions. Yes. And he goes and sits in the theater, and, and he's talking to his buddy about how bitch, fucking bitch, cut him off in line. And then he, they're mad about it and muttering about it. And then Kyle McLaughlin and Elizabeth <laughs> Shue are mad. Should I say something to that guy? Should I say something? Yeah. And Which then he like, doesn't. He calls. He calls like uh, Elizabeth Shue a fucking bitch too. And, and eventually like she. Pretty, uh, that's like bang out of order, I should say. Yeah. Yeah. It got like it got very uncomfortable. Here, here's, here's the thing. I, this is a very, very, very bad movie. I think not the quiet bad or anything like no. that, but a bad movie. And it's got falling down vibes because this is like a, a movie. little bit. This yeah. is like a movie written not not that it's like a extreme or anything. this is Kep's David Kep's falling down. So it's <laughs> the edge is very much sanded off. Um, but but everybody is a dickhead in this movie, right? And the, the script necessitates so like even before the power goes out and the society's at each other's throats, everybody's already a fucking asshole. Yeah, they're all like mad and they're, just yeah. grumpy. And oh, that, I also and that means it d- doesn't take much for like them to flip, you yeah. know, to like super violent. Like, like you think, well, you know, you think everything would be okay, but what if the power went out for a yeah, couple exactly, of days? Yeah, exactly. Where everyone's already on edge. And the and the, the the movie actually begins with a shot of like some wolves in the woods. Oh like, my god, that's right! I forgot and, about and, that. And carrying, and, uh. and it's like wow, because when when the, there's the thin line between what? humanity and <laughs> fucking the animal We're world. We're all just animals, man. And Elizabeth Shue's reading this poem that somehow oh, plays into god. everything, which sounds very Susian. <laughs> the weird. Uh, yeah narration over this movie that each of the different characters kind of like steps in and does like a little bit of it is doesn't work doesn't work for me is it from something is it a famous poem i should have looked it it must be it's not like kep wrote the poem i have no idea what it's kep it's a kep original but it's like shoe reads little snippets of it throughout the whole thing and we never find out no but other other people read it too do they yeah i'm pretty sure that like (sighs) kyle mcgoughlin and Mulroney. Marmot Dolroney. I was like, wait, what's his real name? Um, <laughs> Dingles, Dingles McGillicuddy? Yeah. What are we saying? Dingles McGillicuddy also <laughs> reads a little bit of it. Uh, they all, they each step up, you know? But everybody, but it, this is like one of the, the problems is that they're trying to say something about like society or whatever the fuck. Like, uh, yeah. hey, David Coop should never be trying to say something about anything. That's, that's not his uh, forte. Um, but like, the, but then everything's, it feels very phony and artificial because everybody is depicted as an asshole anyways. That's it's like true. this is all a powder keg. We're at each other's throats 
uh, on the best day, and it's kind of like, are we? This is David Kep saying, we live in a society. We, yes, we exactly live in a society. Right. And yes. uh, so at just the like movie the Joker. theater. Yeah, exactly. Just like the Joker. Uh, at the movie theater, uh, Elizabeth Shue eventually is the one to shush them from like talking, and then, yeah, they call her a bitch and everything, and then. We kind of get the power dynamics from the relationship. Tom McLaughlin goes that. like, oh, well, "Should I have said something?" And then we're, when they're walking through the garage on the way back to the car, they're like, "Should I go back there?" And yeah, <laughs> say something to that guy. He's very Tom McLaughlin in this I too. Would, I would love this movie if he went ba- all the way back because they're way. He's like, he's way like "Do you think they're still the there?" <laughs> That's it. I'm going back. This and I mean, like we said, we talked about this already before we started recording. But Kyle McLaughlin is a simp. He's a soy boy beta soy cuck. Soy boy beta cuck. That's the point. <laughs> He's supposed to be. He's, it's cucked, like, he's cucked by the apocalypse. You actually a cuckalypse. Like with the with now. the wolves at the a beginning. Now. A cuckalypse now. A cuckalypse now. Starring Kyle McLaughlin and you almost think cuckalypse now. Wow, I, I heard you. Been, been too sexy. Starring uh, Kyle McLaughlin and Kyle McLaughlin. Dingles McGillicuddy. <laughs> And, and Elizabeth Shue. And, and good old Elizabeth Shue. Good old Elizabeth, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Shue playing another asshole. So they go home. Everybody's a fucking asshole. They go home and the babysitter is like, oh my God, because the baby has been crying forever and she's burning up with the fever. She got mm-hmm. one of those classic baby ear uh, infections. And Kyle these babies in their ears. only gives the babysitter, he's like, how much? She's like $28. And he's like, here's $20. $28? Like, Damn. Why did, he sh- why did he short her? Because he only, I think he only had a twenty dollar bill, probably. Oh, probably spent all the money on those and movie she, concessions. And she's like visibly uh-huh. upset and leaves, and I'm like, she deserves better. She's yeah, he I mean he's, he's a soy boy, baby. He's cook. a dick. <laughs> and then so, he, but then he tries to go get the prescription refilled, right? Well, now the power's out. The power hasn't gone out yet, has it? Yeah, the power goes out kind of at the at in night, the middle of the a, night. And of course, and I I also want to point out. So this is when it starts happening, and then the, we've already like had this wonder where everybody's a dickhead, and it feels like the the world is a powder keg, and everything's just about to go up. And then we get all these implications, so the power does go out. And, of course, Elizabeth Shue's best friend, I tried to, I was looking up, I looked up the plot on Wikipedia to find out what the relationship is between Dingles McGillicuddy, Marmot Dolrooney, and Elizabeth Shue, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's just, it's, it, he's her best friend. Yeah. Her sexy, I thought sexy they were all, like, college friends together, and they maybe had a thing. Here's me just like really like trying to you flush have, out these characters. You have to fill in the blanks. I thought, that they were, I thought that they were at one point in a relationship many years ago yeah. and are like have be- stayed like best friends ever since. And I thought she, they were like all three best friends a long time ago and then maybe. Uh. Anyway, you, you guys clearly doesn't yourselves. clearly doesn't like uh, Marmot at the beginning here. And, uh, and Marmot is like, who? Oh, what are you, fucking toy boy beta cuck? It'd be a shame yeah. if I had to yeah. fuck your wife here. And his wife, and Elizabeth, she was like, yeah, that'd be a... That'd be a real problem. A real shame. She's like making fuck me eyes at him constantly it, from the onset. So we got the wolves, we got the tensions, and you're going like, this movie is going to take you and show you just how bleak yeah. things can get when we don't have the baby's thin Baby's sick, baby's net, crying. Baby's sick, people willing to do anything. And you're like, this shit's going to get out of hand, and it kind of doesn't. Yeah, it really he, doesn't. He goes to try to get the 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 pink stuff. The, Mo- the he needs amoxicillin. I took this stuff when I had an ear infection. That the when I was a kid. Stuff? Yeah, the pink the pink goo yeah, that they put I, in your ears. It's just Pepto. It works in a million ways. Yeah, they just shoot Pepto bismol into, into your ears. Into your ear hole. <laughs> uh, but, and then he goes there, and all the machines are down, and so they're like, Only no credit, they no take, credit they cards. They can't take credit cards. And uh, he's like, well, just you know, you know me, like just give me the money. And they're like, well. Uh, 
obviously I will get in huge trouble if I do that because I'm a licensed fucking whatever pharmacist. And I can't give you baby antibiotics because what are you going to do with them? Yeah, you need to shoot it up. Yeah. Kyle McLaughlin's blowing his top and he's uh, and he's like, you know me. And he's like, I don't know you. He's like, I've been coming here. And you're like, oh, here we go. Here, and he For goes, a year. For, and he goes, for a year. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, that's, that's not... What? He's like, I only work on the weekends. It's very clear that (laughs) that Kyle McLaughlin is not mad that he's not getting the medicine. He's mad because he's going to have to go back and tell Elizabeth Shue that he couldn't do it. Right, because she's mad at him. And it's all about him not ever living up to this masculinity, which is like the theme throughout the entire fucking Mm -hmm. movie. Totally, totally. (sighs) So... Yeah, this, this is, is less about the like breakdown of society than it is about like st- suck it up, dudes. Yeah, <laughs> dudes yeah. being dudes are not being awesome. You need to start no. being more awesome. This scene, this scene has quintessential like hacky David Kep, uh, where it's the uh, the surprise tall guy joke. <laughs> when they do it when they do it with a pharmacist. Yeah, this is a joke I've seen in cartoons, TV shows a billion times. Where he, the pharmacist is sitting down and looks kind of like an old man, maybe, and Kyle McLaughlin's like, Why don't I come back and kick your ass? Baby bitch, I'm going to fucking drag you outside. And then the guy stands up. And he's like, And he's like nine feet tall. He just keeps going. And and he's like, Oh, oh, I'm in trouble. He's a big man. The big pharmacist is going to kick my ass. And the guy goes, You better take your soy boy beta cuck ass out of here, or I'm going to push your face right through the back of your head. So he's a tough, tough giant pharmacist. And this is where Somebody Kyle McLaughlin... Play, he play, he's played by a guy I recognize. Hold yeah, on, I'll I find out who he is. Uh, and so Kyle, it's time for Kyle McLaughlin to start doing whatever it takes. Like, right off right off the bat. This is... The, the blackout's been going for eight hours. This is, like, the morning. Yeah, the and it's unrealistic day. because no Bill one Lucking, no Bill one's Lucking. carrying around, like, ungodly amounts of toilet paper, which is exactly <laughs> what would happen if this has happened. We've seen it, <laughs> you guys. Toilet paper! We need Hurry. toilet paper! Our, our asses, they need to be wiped. <laughs> we don't know when we're going to be able to wipe our asses again. I don't want to go back to using corn cobs. No, not again. Not, not again. <laughs> I don't want to have to use those three seashells from Demolition <laughs> three Man. Three seashells, no. <laughs> I, have, I forgot nice. how they work. Now uh, this guy's his name's William Lucking. He's been in everything. Yeah, but this is but this is like the point where it was really starting to irritate me because like this this is like how this would work. Now now it's time for like immediately blackout, society crumbling. And now it's time for a guy to start breaking the law. And he goes back behind the pharmacist uh, counter. And nobody in this movie has been anything but a dick this whole time. Yeah. It feels unrealistic. Like, people are dicks. I have a dim, as dim a view of humanity as anybody else. But yeah. everybody isn't a dick. All the time. All the time. Yeah. It's like crazy. I thought it's this scene was really funny because he sneaks back behind the, uh, the pharmacy counter to find the amoxicillin. And this dude who's behind him in line, like, starts to distract the pharmacist for him. Yeah, he's, yeah. On, his, he's like, we oh, think he's on his oh, side. Over there. How about there? How about there? And then... Um, Kyle McLaughlin gets the stuff and takes off, and the guy, and then the guy is like, "Hey, he's stealing this!" Yes. It's like, "What are you doing?" Because it was the first time anybody wasn't being a dick and was being helpful, you and I was like, "Finally!" I was like, and "Finally!" Then like, him. and then he punks him at the end, and you're just like, "What?" The God. Man. Like so, like David Kep wrote this while he was in line at the DMV. I swear <laughs> to God, it's just someone was frustrated with in just a generic yeah. sort of way with society in general. Everybody's a fucking dick. Nobody's a fucking dick all the time. Even if they're helping you, they're fucking narc you out. They fuck you at the drive-thru. They fuck you at the drive-thru. You're miles away before you realize you get (laughs) fucked, okay? Um, Fine, I'll get the tuna. Fine, I'll get the tuna. The tuna. Get the fucking tuna. Uh, anyway, Kyle McLaughlin goes back, and Elizabeth Shue is like, "You, you stole the baby, man!" And then she's like, "Sort of hurt happy anyone?" Yeah, she's turned on a little bit. She's turned on a little she's bit. She's like, "You stole the antibiotics for our baby's earache." Her mega, her mega hunky best friend. 
Joe <laughs> is live. Mulroney can with only them. play best friends, best friends wedding. He's he's just like when I think of best friend, I think of fucking David Mudhoney or Dylan yeah. Mudhoney, Del- David Mingus, Deuter- Mingus Deuteronomy, <laughs> <laughs> Dingles McGillicuddy, uh, Fingles McDermott. Just hey, I almost said McDermott. You guys mind if I <laughs> hang out here? I, uh, hey, Kyle. Rony McDermott. I might have to stomp your fucking cuck ass and fuck your wife, but, you know, whatever. whatever. We're going to get through this. Oh uh, but then, we're going to get and through then, this uh, together. And then <laughs> they go buy a gun. Yeah. This is Richard Schiff is Richard the gun Schiff. salesman. Talking about how you want to buy a he like He really well explains the, the the shotgun that he sells them, too. Sure does. Uh, and, uh, yeah, that was a weird, this is a weird scene. Prices are three times as much. Yeah. And he's like, we don't have any cash. They're like, oh, you can take my watch. And he's like, all right. And he throws his watch into like the whole a whole pile. A whole thing of I other watches. Like, watches. like look, <laughs> like spoiler alert. Fr- frankly, this movie has no surprises. I don't care about sp- spoiling anything. Uh, everything's fine at the end of this movie. And and Richard Schiff has made has been charging like there's a huge line. Dude is making out like a bandit. Yeah. Everybody else seems like they're having a miserable time. Richard Schiff is has made, has made a into, million dollars. He's leaning into like barter economy and that's like the only way that society is gonna fucking survive after the fall. And that's yeah. why fall, and that's why I think it would have been absolutely <laughs> awesome if at the, like, at the after the credits roll you get kind of like a mid credits scene. Where, like in a Marvel movie, where it cuts back to Richard Schiff and he's counting up all his money, his watches, and, and then in his in his pile of watches, then he flips a switch and mm. turns the lights back on. Like it was <laughs> I would the have fucking loved gun that. Guy the that would have been funny. That would have been great. Yes, and it, and there's some sort of statement in there. Sure. Yeah. There's a there's an some episode sort of, of South Park that does all of the stuff in this society. better. Yeah. Was that? There's an episode of South Park that does this entire plot like way better, <laughs> but it's the it make the internet crashes. Yes, and it like you know sends the world into chaos, and then at the end they uh, it's kind of like what you're saying. At the end they they find like the center of the internet, you know, and it's just like a big router, and they're like, D- did you unplug it and plug <laughs> it back in? <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> oh, we need to. We also need to point out that this is of course all based on an episode of the Twilight Zone. Oh yeah, classic episode kind of the Twilight of it, Zone, yeah. um, uh, which kept. Uncle Starden. Wow. All right. Yeah. I didn't know that. Unless you can find that and on they, the Uncle Cap page. And and they do they are watching this episode Uncle. earlier before the obviously before the power goes out this episode is, is on TV. I hated uh, that so much. Twilight Zone. I hated that so much. Again, uh, we've said it a million times on this podcast, don't remind me of the thing that's way better than this thing. <laughs> yeah. Just it's a terrible an idea. And this, I don't and like this that. is very Either. much uh, like this and uh, Secret Window are very much like this would just be a short episode of television nowadays. And yeah. they made a mm-hmm. full length major motion picture out of it. Very strange. Amblin <sighs> Entertainment. Yeah, I mean, you th- this had to be some favor, favor paying back from Spielberg. Yes. It's three years after Jurassic Park. Yeah. And the same year as Lost World, yes? No, year before. Yeah. Year before, 97. Uh, I think so. 96, 97. Anyway. Hey, Steve. Hey, Steve. I got a dumb idea. <laughs> got an idea for a... I got... Hey, trigger warning, Steve-o. <laughs> trigger warning. This is going to affect Steve-o. you. Hey, Steve-o. How you doing there, you Steve son of a bitch? Like, I got three words for you. Dermot Mulroney. <laughs> <laughs> I'm listening. <laughs> this is my Spielberg impression. He's on, this, he's on his car phone with Brian De Palma <laughs> cruising for chicks. <laughs> Uh, well, they made it. Yeah, <laughs> this movie cost eight million dollars. Did not make its wow. money. Back. Remember when a movie that looks like this could cost eight million dollars? I mean, it looks good. Yeah, but at the same time, I wish there was more movies that are just like like this out there. You know what I mean? Like, like mid, just little, just mid, yeah, <laughs> mid movies. Yeah, no, you I mean, know what like, I mean? It's just a, a tight little story. Yeah, you know? exactly. It's just like a thing. A thing it, that happens that I'm like, oh yeah, I'll fucking watch it. Why not? 
I'm no fan of David Kep. All three of these movies are 95 minutes or less. Yeah, like, that was I gotta, nice. I yeah, gotta give it up Easy breezy, baby. Amazing. And, and who cares, you know? Easy breezy, who cares? That's the attitude. That really softens the blow if you're watching a, a bad movie. Yeah, if this the is like an hour, like a, hour 50, I'd a, be losing my mind. Absolutely. But this is absolutely. not the attitude that the, the three main characters have because they are tension yeah, between they're very them. Tense. They're very tense. You really um, think things are going to bubble Elizabeth, she's over. mad about the gun, so she throws the shotgun and the shells in the pool. Yeah, baby's not having a fever anymore, so at least that's good. Yeah, got she, the pep, Baby's got the pep Baby's the only one here. that's not an asshole in this. Yeah. Well, baby doesn't really talk at all, either. Yeah. After and then it's ear pep, though, it's fine. And then Joe Mermit Dolboni uh, <laughs> is trying to, trying to, <laughs> trying to mack on Elizabeth's shoe, and Kama Glockland's not having it. And then somebody tries to break in one night, Yeah. and it's this kid... It's so weird, though. One of the construction guys. Yeah, because they're having their house worked on at the when time. When Muldroni is, like, standing above Elizabeth Shue and just looking at her for a while, and then, like, after a weirdly long time, is like, oh, hey, Kyle McGaughan, wake up, there's someone in the house. Yeah. And at first, I didn't remember, I have seen this movie before, but I didn't remember, and I was like, is he just, like, gonna bring Kyle McGaughan down and, like, shoot him? <laughs> like, the vibe was so strange. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, I feel like you're supposed like to worry about Joe. Yeah. But, but, it, you, but don't, don't. you don't. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Like again, the, the like kid, everything the in this kid movie. Kid that's breaking in is Jack Noseworthy. <laughs> that's the kid. That's the actor's name. I recognize Noseworthy. Him. Jack Noseworthy. He is not nose garbage. No, he's been in a ton of shit. Uh, Good for him. I'm sure he's been on this show before at some point. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, he's, yeah. Been a, he's been a guest on this. Show. I remember. <laughs> I have always remembered his name because he was on a show that I really liked in high school. It was an MTV original program. It was called Dead at 21. Whoa. And he played the protagonist, who was a kid who had a chip in his brain that would explode for some reason, you know, like when he turned twenty-one, and he was like on the run from the from the from the Johnny Law or whatever. <laughs> and it was Whip Hubley from Top Gun was the guy who was chasing him. Whip Hubley and Jack Noseworthy. Yeah, uh-huh. they made up their names for this for one the, movie, yeah, the and show. they kept them. Yeah, uh, I remember that. That is. Uh, that was like when it seemed like MTV was turning its first new page before it settled on whatever it is now. It's like yeah. when they had that maybe sex original show? programming. Undressed. Do you guys remember that? I do remember that. I would always sneak watch that when my parents. There were was some. Around. There was some good stuff hot. on that show. Yeah, it was hot. H a w t hot. Hot. Oh, hot stuff. I'm a liquid television guy. It all went downhill after liquid television. Uh, but Agreed. yeah, Jack Noseworthy. His name is <laughs> Noseworthy. <laughs> Very but cool, they they cool. like surprise. This guy's breaking into the house. He's like one of the guys who's working on their house as a construction worker. They've mentioned briefly in the in the like earlier in the movie. Like I think somebody's stealing from us. Is it yeah. one of the construction guys? Nah, they wouldn't do that. Are you gonna do anything about it, Kyle? No, I'm a nah, soy boy beta cut. I'm a soy boy beta cut. I can't do it. Uh, but it is it is one of the construction guys. And you know Dermot Mulroney and and Kyle McLaughlin chase him out of the house. And uh, they're gonna get. They kind of have the drop on him. He's gonna steal their car. He's though. gonna steal their car, and he's got a little switchblade knife. And then uh, their neighbor, Bill Smitrovich, Bill Smitrovich, who's appeared on this show many times. Yeah, he's in he's in a trillion things. He's a Chicago guy. I, I looked guy. him up on IMDb, and it was a trillion credits, like an actual trillion yeah. credits. Like, I I originally encountered this man really as, as the dad on the the show Life Goes On. Yes, I don't know what that is. That was a show with a car- an actor named Chris Burke. Who had Down syndrome, and it was like a family. It was Bill Smitrovich, Patty Lupone. Patty Lupone was the mom. Kelly Martin was the sister, and Chris Burke was the uh, was the son. And it was just like a family drama about life uh, with a young man who has Down syndrome. Yeah, hmm. and I always fascinating because Chris Burke it does have Down syndrome and was good on this show, mm-hmm. but they continued casting non. Uh, special needs people in special needs roles uh, after this. You're like, yeah. but you already. It's like you look. Can just have them. He come on. Have you ever <laughs> what listened? Are we doing? 
First of all, I've, uh, there was the Denny's in Bloomsburg, Pennsylvania has a framed autograph photo of Chris Burke in it for some reason. <laughs> That's awesome. I love everything Secondly, you just said. Yep, uh, and, and I'll elaborate on this off the air. Oh. But uh, have either of you ever listened to Chris Burke's album? Oh, wow. In no. which he sings the Beatles song, Oh, Bloody, Oh, Bloody, All Life oh, Goes On. That. That's the theme song from the show? Sure. Have you listened to this record? No. no. I didn't even know who this person was. All right, I'm going to tell you all about this, but we can't talk about it on the air. Fair okay. enough. But that is very tantalizing. Mm-hmm. And you at home, look it up if you're yeah, interested sorry. in that sort of thing. <laughs> sorry you're not our friend. Yeah. <laughs> sorry you, you don't get to hear me say something vastly offensive. Um, but we get to. Yay! Yeah. Anyway, Bill Smidrovich, the neighbor from across the street, to take it back to the movie, mm. fucking shoots this kid right in the back. <laughs> and, and, and this is, yeah, he shoots him in the back. The kid, and they keep the calling kid him a little guy. A, yeah. Hey, you killed that little guy guy there. You killed the little guy. I killed that little guy with my shotgun from across the street. You were going to come over and watch football. I got a big satellite dish over here in the front yard. Fucking shot this guy. Fucking Bill (laughs) Smitrovich. Give me a break. Give me a break here, man. I'm just trying to protect the neighborhood. He shot Jack Swirsky. You shot you shot Bill Swirsky's <laughs> j- brother Jack. I feel like to be on this podcast, I'm going to have to develop a Chicago accent at some point. I can't avoid it. It's easy, and we're doing it really well. Yeah, it's very authentic. We're knocking it out of the park every time. Really, truly. but they kill him. They kill this kid, and then this is. I, I thought this was super funny. So the power's out. Nobody's got phone. All this stuff. They shoot this kid within seconds. There's cops coming. Yeah. And uh, and they're like, first of all, what happens is uh, Bill Smitrovich plants a pistol on the kid to make it look like legit self-defense. Mm. Secondly, the cops show up and they're like, we heard the shots. <laughs> we're right, we were right there. <laughs> were you, sir? That's how that's how police are. They're really attentive. They come uh-huh. like really quickly and they're like ready to help. They're yeah. great. Anyway, we love them. That that's like it's it's also this thing where like, I guess you're supposed to be really upset by this situation, but I don't care. No, it's <laughs> they they keep they they muddy the water too much. If they're trying to make some sort of crazy statement, I mean, the kid was coming after him with a knife. Was coming yeah, at I him mean, with a knife. Th- you didn't have to shoot. I him. I don't think he needed to shoot him. Sure, he could have shot him in like the hand. But if if the, if they yeah. were trying to get me to um, be like tear myself up over the moral implications of this, maybe stage the scene a little differently. I mean, people are f- afraid. It's nighttime. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It seems like something that could, that could happen where I wouldn't right, right, go, right. where I wouldn't be like. And now I know the dark soul of the man because yeah. you. It cuts back to him after the powers come back on, and he looks across at Bill and he, Bill Smitrovich, and it's and it's sort of like we have a dark, dark secret, and I know something about that guy that's very dark. And you're like, and he, ah, was, he was like, a, he wasn't he acting was afraid. evil. He like was the guy who shot stupid. Him, Smitrovich, yeah. Bill Smitrovich, whatever the fuck. Uh, it's, it's not me, like Bill Smitrovich. Try to get it right, Emily. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's got a name, an Eastern European name. He must be from Chicago. Yeah. I mean, he, he seemed be. like the, a nice enough dude. He was just freaked out and scared after he shot. It, it's not like he was like, yeah, I fucking shot him. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. No, he was, he was freaked like, out by it too. Fucking killed him. Yeah. Yeah. You better believe I'm an evil son of a bitch. Once the power goes out, like it wasn't like that. Yeah. That would have been fun. That would have been real fun. All, like, all of a sudden, the neighbors like fucking pure evil. With the um, with like the the impl- like the wolves at the beginning of it, this you actually I, c- I kept on making jokes about how like they're gonna start eating flesh or like like that would hours into it like I'm gonna eat your skin I'm gonna eat your skin uh, and like e- like that would have been a really fun movie if they just really went campy and bonkers yeah. with it and people were like you know it just cut straight to the ending of Yellow Jackets like right, right. right like on day two <laughs> or something like that uh, like that would have been fun as hell no thanks it, to the power just, going out many of us are still alive. <laughs> 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 yeah, and how? 
So mm. they decide to get the fuck out of Dodge. This doesn't make any sense. Terrible decision. But where are they going? They're going to like her parents' Joe's house. Oh, like her parents', parents house or something parents like that. House. But let's like let's let's go to do this thing for for no reason. This is also like day two. Like yeah. it's not like it's been like three weeks of a power outage. It right. really is. It really is. Yeah. This movie is. Oh god. And not only that, but like let's let's. Do a thing where we won't. We know we won't have enough gas, so we'll have to steal gas somehow on the way. They do this whole thing where it's like, this this car takes t- twenty five gallons, blah blah blah, seven days, blah blah. They, they do this whole weird like math calculation. Yeah, yeah. They're using this, the power of math. No one's gonna sell us gas, and if even if they do, we're not gonna pay for it. And I'm like, what? Why? Why? Are you really like this far gone now? Like it's been day two, dude. You, you now you don't even want to pay for gas. Just like no one wants to pay for gas, but we're still paying for gas. Also, just stay at your fucking house. Yeah, in this economy. And and if you and if you are gonna go somewhere, go somewhere first of all that you know you can get to, and second of all, make sure it's not crossing the fucking desert. Yeah. Yeah, we're we're uh we're three dumb assholes. Surely we can handle tr- tr- driving you guys, across you guys, the desert with a with a functioning <laughs> with a shotgun next and time a baby. The power, next time the power goes out for like two minutes, I'm gonna like go fucking insane. <laughs> I'm just gonna start like driving to my mom's house. Like the power goes out, we're just gonna <laughs> get a tent and drive to the Moses Lake and just stay somewhere. In Emily, the middle it's of been nowhere. ten minutes. Why are you doing this? I don't feel safe in my house. A little put guy the shotgun broken. down, Emily. I don't feel safe in my house. A little guy broke in and we had to shoot him. He's so just now a we're going to drive guy. into Death Valley. <laughs> just absurd. And it's in Death Valley with our baby that we meet Michael Rooker. The lone moment where this movie starts uh, picking up for a little bit because it's Michael Rooker and he's doing his shit, man. Well, this is the part. That, this is actually the point in the movie where I became even more annoyed with oh. it because Michael Rooker shows up. And he's immediately sort of paint. They're painting this guy as like he's totally a bigot, right? This guy's gonna be a racist asshole. Yeah. And the fir- because the first person you see him like really interacting with is the black fella from the beginning of the movie from the movie theater. He's a recur. Yeah, he keeps popping. He into keeps this popping movie too. up, and you're like, and and like he looks very nervous about this too. Like he's got reason to suspect that this guy is gonna give him a hard time. Mm-hmm. And he kind of does. So the guy's like, "Can I get a gallon of gas from you?" He's like, no, I don't want to sell you any ga- a gallon of gas. I'll give you $10 for it. No, I'm not going to sell you a gallon of gas for $10. Well, that's just bad business. And like, just keeps like kind of <laughs> pushing him and pushing him and pushing him. And then he's like, all right, I got to use the can. And the guy's friend is in the bathroom. He's like, there's somebody in there. And Michael Rooker's like, who is it, the Pope? He does say, who is it, the Pope? <laughs> this scene is just so contrived. Yeah. And it, like, it sort of... It sort of felt like if David Kep is trying to make the argument that we're that you know we're all on the knife's edge, we're just like seconds away from slipping, then don't do this fake out bullshit with like the loaded subtext. Yes, you know, it go just, big or go home, man. It just felt really it cheap. It felt cheap. It's it's David Kep. We know he's not going to follow through with any of this. The most he's willing to give us is the subtext, and he's not going to go any farther than that. He's David Kep. Yeah, he's. His hacky soul will never allow him to say anything yeah. interesting. Very it's not, dumb. It's just not what he does. Uh, but I, but I do like. Uh, I mean, it's good casting of Michael Rooker because mm-hmm. he's the kind of guy who will like come up and just go hello, and you'll be like, Ooh, Ooh, fuck. yeah, scary. he's just like oh, sweaty, fuck. desperate. Like yeah. he I looks really the way hope, he looks. I hope I don't fucking accidentally lock eyes with this guy at a bar. Oh my god, please no. It's like yeah, first yeah. he looks that way, and then he's like, hi, and you're like, oh god, <laughs> yeah. I just ate a bunch yeah. of glass. <laughs> oh Even when god. he plays good guys, it's very upsetting. <laughs> 
like in JFK. Right. Or Cliffhanger, where he's like, you know, the buddy, but <laughs> he hates right. Sylvester Stallone anyway. He's and the it's buddy, just like, but he's still a fucking asshole. Yeah, he's very, very... You basically pulled a, g- pulled a trigger on my girlfriend. Yeah, you basically like, put a gun to her head, game. I fucking tried to save her. Ah, I'm so mad at you. He seems like a guy who you were, like, you knew in high school, but then he, like, never stopped being your friend, and you can't quite shake him. <laughs> <laughs> you know? You're like, why is he still... He's coming to the barbecue? He's still hanging out? Like, oh, this all right. Guy. This fucking guy. You, 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 look and you, got away like from, you got away from him for the three years that he was married, but then his, his wife left him because <laughs> oh, she couldn't handle it either, <laughs> and now you he's hear back. he's going through a divorce, you're like, fuck. I know that uh, you, I wasn't spending enough time with you before, but now that I'm single, we can hang out all the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Great. <laughs> oh, boy. Remember that time I loaned you $20? You owe me. <laughs> I own you. <laughs> wow. Rooker. Love Rooker. Uh, but then, but yeah, so he's kind of like int- introduced as this kind of like wild card, and uh, the dude that he's talking to, the black guy, is th- this is like this a weird choice. I I understand why he did it because it sort of pays off later on, but it's like there's two times where he's there's like a mystery person that's with him that he refers to as his friend, and like in this case it's in the bathroom. And it's like no, don't go in there, and you're like, ooh, what's the deal with this friend? This is mysterious. There's what no what do we don't know. Yeah, there's, it's a kid. It's his kid. Yeah, it's his, it's his little girl. <laughs> why, I, don't, I don't know why he can't just go like my daughter's in there. Don't don't go in there, my daughter. It's 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 just because so later on when Kyle McLaughlin's confronting him, it's like she can come out and be like, "Whoa, a kid!" Surprise. Oh. And then, okay, I want to I want to ask a question. The guy does have a name. His name's Raymond. Yeah. Do they say his name in the movie? Uh, I'm not. Did sure. you they, know if his they name? They do maybe like once because I did not know his. Yeah, name. I found that interesting. Yeah, because <laughs> like as like as represented by how we're discussing it on the show, we just keep calling him the black guy. Oh, and he is very much. I, I mean, feel like they he's introduced decide. at the very beginning of the movie. Is like, are we, maybe yeah. we're supposed to be afraid of this guy. Yeah, I feel like they couldn't. They, it wasn't decided how big of a part this guy would have until like like maybe there was more on the like editing room floor or something like that. Because it just felt really like not complete to me. This yeah. guy's story. I, I I agree. I think that they're, but I think that that's like sort of purposeful. They're doing yeah. it to make you uh, worried about him, and instead of really, it's like cheap. It's the same thing. It's yeah. just like the the movie is preying on your. It thinks it's preying on your sort of like prejudgment of these situations and the people in them, but it's only providing you so much information, and it is being directed in such a way to sort of guide you emotionally to the point that it wants you to get to, rather than. Just sort of showing you the landscape and letting you make your own right. judgment about it. Another thing that it felt like was falling down, like uh, falling. Yeah, down exactly. Ass, where it's going like, no, we're just playing on your own prejudices. Like, no, you're not. No, you're not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're responsible for your. You're responsible for what you're doing in this movie. Yeah, like as we said on the falling down podcast, that movie's problem is that you're expected to believe that this guy has legitimate beef, <laughs> and it's like this has a little bit of a similar issue where it's like. You have you are expected to take for granted the idea that we're all fucking animals. You're like, what is no? The movie's like, what is that? No, it's on you for thinking these things about this character. Like, no, you depicted him as a scary yeah, guy what? who calls a woman a stupid bitch. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You did that. He is. He does seem scary. <laughs> He's called a woman a stupid bitch before the before the power outage even happens. That you yeah. made that happen. So how do we get to? How do we get to the end of this movie? Well, um, we're very close. They're this on, movie's they're so on, short. Uh, you know they they're on the road they run the road. out of gas or they're they're going to run out of gas soon yeah michael rooker they, they go up to a car that like, they find an abandoned empty. car they want to siphon the gas from it cuz i think it's empty uh-huh. yeah. and michael rooker goes hey everybody 
it's me. <laughs> he's, he's just like drenched in sweat. <laughs> yeah, he's that's Rooker's sleep- actual car. He's been sleeping in a hot car. <laughs> that's he, where he lives. He didn't know they were they've filming. Been, they filmed this at Rooker's house, which is the car. <laughs> no, Michael Rooker, clearly a lovely man and a very good actor. <laughs> yeah, he's great. But he, I mean, he, he is what he's Michael Rooker. Yeah, this is what he does, and he and he pops out, and this is where you get this tense road confrontation, and and it, and it, again, like they keep on muddying the waters. We don't know how much Michael Rooker intended, like where what he his plan was we never find out he does have a gun See, but so do they when when this scene started to go down i was like oh, it's gonna turn out he's just a nice guy well, i know I mean, me too don't quite do that I, they don't but, but it's like but they don't not do that they, it, they're, they're, he's an asshole but is he evil yeah no, we like, never we never find out when 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 it goes down and like it's weird because like kyle mclaughlin's like oh sorry i didn't see you in there like you know, he's backing away, and then Michael Rooker's like, "Hey, can I get a ride from you?" And they're like, "Ah, oh, the car's full." And then they sort of, then they sort of decide or pretend to decide, like, "No, we can make room for you. Like, let's see what we can do." Because they notice he has a gun. Yeah. And then they go back to the back of their car and and get the shotgun. Dylan Mudhoney is like, "I think he has a gun. Like, get the shotgun. Like, you, Elizabeth Shue, and the baby, like, just stay down or stay put or whatever." And they come back, and fucking. Uh, Muldroney like <laughs> moves with the gun, and, and then there's him. there's a shoot there's a shootout there's a shootout. Uh, uh, Jenna Jenna Maroney Jenna Mahoney uh, gets shot in the shoulder. Jenna, Jenna Maloney Jenna Maloney <laughs> Maloney Baloney Maloney Baloney gets shot in the shoulder. Dangus Baroni. And then and this is and this is where um I also I also want to point out that during this whole time it's just kind of a fun shot where uh where he's where um. What's his face is being creepy. There's like a yeah, shot yeah. of these co- these uh, nuclear cooling towers. Yeah, in yeah, in the background. Ooh, yeah. yeah. You just don't know what to think about this guy. But anyway, it's like, would you do that? I wasn't gonna do anything to you. I wasn't gonna do. You people are the ones who are in the wrong, not me. You yeah. started it. And he's like, kind of right. And then he steals their car. The movie it's just is one of those. It thinks it's being very clever because it's reveling in these kind of like gray areas, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, sure. And, uh, and then he like drives away, and yeah, again, they really, really shouldn't have left their house. Yeah, everything would have been fine. They just stayed they in their just stayed home. house. Yeah, unbelievable. So now they're really screwed. Of yeah. course, nobody wants to pick them up. And Mermit Delboni in the middle of Death Valley, wounded and like dying. Yep, he's gone into shock. <laughs> and uh, and Kyle McLaughlin is like, here, Elizabeth Shue, take the shotgun. Here's how you use the shotgun. And I will go run into town or whatever and get help or something. He's going to go back to the house, this house that they saw earlier on in the movie. Yeah. That looked like it was maybe empty or something. It's yeah, the, the yeah. closest house. They're in Death Valley or some shit. Yeah. And also remember that the shotgun shells don't all work because she put them in the pool. She so did. some of them work and some of them don't. She really got in the pool. Shouldn't have. Yeah. Shouldn't have done that. And so There's, they are they are <coughs> nothing if not complete idiots. No, exactly. <laughs> this whole movie. He goes running into the into the night and um what happens then? He goes to the house. Yeah, he, he goes, goes back to this sorry, house. He goes to the house. He's sneaking around the house. Yes. And who lives in the house but Raymond? Raymond, of course, because of course this whole thing's been building up to a confrontation. This is the by the way, the climax of the movie. Yes, this this is the end of the film. This is a real nothing of a movie. Where where they they he stumbles upon Raymond in the house, sneaks around for a little bit, but eventually you know Raymond surprises him, 
and they point guns at each other, and things are about to go really, really bad. Yeah, he, and, and then he, he, at first he knocks on the door, before he, like, breaks in, he knocks on the door and is like, I need you to give my family a ride to the goddamn hospital, and he's like, I, ha- I have no reason to trust you whatsoever, you've just met, and this is, yeah, it yeah. sounds creepy, and you look creepy, you're clearly a soy boy beta cook, and he's like, <laughs> I'm gonna blow my stack, I'm flipping out here, man, and, but, like, obviously, again, Moral gray areas. Yeah. Raymond is a hundred percent correct. Yeah, you don't. You don't. I would not do it. Absolutely yeah. not. I wouldn't do it either. Absolutely not. And frankly, they don't deserve it. They're assholes. No. <laughs> and, and and so that, so he's like, oh, well, that didn't work. Um, Raymond like shuts the door, and so he breaks in later on, and then it ends with him pointing guns at each other, and it's all they're screaming at each other. Oh, who could pull the trigger? I think they even like he, he Raymond, does stop pointing that fucking that gun fucking at my dad. dad. He actually does, like, pull the trigger at one point, and it's like, oh, that was one of the dead ones. Yeah. And shit's going crazy, man. This is the this is the wolves uh, tearing at the meat at the beginning this that we've been wolves. promised. And then, of course, it's David Kep. so a little girl walks out and is like, Daddy, are you oh. fighting with the soy boy beta cuck man? And he's like, and they're both like, oh, a little girl. He's like, honey, don't say soy boy beta cuck. This man's a simp. He's clearly, <laughs> he's clearly a simp, honey. Know th- learn the difference. How do you know what cuck is? <laughs> well... <laughs> I'm on Reddit a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on <A-chan>. Pornhub. <laughs> so Raven tells Kyle McLaughlin to stop looking at his kid. Like, don't look at her. Don't look at her. Look at me. Because now it's like, oh, fuck, there's a kid in the mix. How I didn't is know. I didn't deal know with there now? was a kid. Now and I, then I, I thought it was okay out. to kill you, and then you have a kid, so now I don't think it's okay to kill you. And then I kind of zoned out, so now I don't know. This is the end. This I mean, the we're end. The That's end. it. They make friends. But they just they they're just both like okay yeah no he goes he goes like it's all we're both fathers. you know what we we need to trust each other here and I'll go first by putting my gun down and then he's like I'll just go ahead and uh, and leave and, and take never your car mind. I'm gonna take your car I'll take your car and, and then and then the guy and then Raymond goes you know what no we'll drive you. <sighs> which is probably smart because then you're sure you can get your car back if you're driving. This reminded me of the end of volcano. Yes. Do you remember what happens at the end of volcano? I do not remember. At the end of volcano, the the like you know the volcano erupts in the middle of the city and it's like covering everything in ash, and so like the black people and the white people and all the other people are like all oh, no. covered in ash, and the little kid goes, "We all look the same." It was awesome. Oh yeah. god, that really happens, and it really looks like the, the real end. volcano was the this friends was we made along the made way. This was made in the yeah. '90s, around the same time as this, and it really looks like the aftermath of 9/11. Yeah, it's Ooh. yeah it's now it's now here. it looks really crazy. <laughs> like I mean, it really looks the same. It's yeah, very yeah. strange. The last time I watched volcano, I was like, oh no. <laughs> Damn, I kind of want to rewatch like this. Is a fu- this is a movie now. that had a reputation as being like a joke. Like it's also kind of a comedy. Like a part of it is intentionally yeah, played for true. laughs. It's and strange. I was like, so when I rewatched it the last time, I was like, oh, this will be fun. And it is. And then you get to the end, and you're like, oh, shit, I forgot about this. Oh, this, my God. This has not aged well at all. I want to see this. Yeah, it's amazing. I don't think I've but seen it, it since it I was does, a kid. It does have a scene where Zodiac, uh, Zodiac, Zodiac, Zodiac gets, drowns dr- in lava. Drowns in lava. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. Ah! <laughs> Both of the volcano movies that came out that summer had like a really great death scene. That's Oh, man, where someone, dr- someone drowns in something bad. Dante's Peak has grandma. Drowning in the acid lake, but they're both doing. They're, they're both. Being they're like heroic saving lives. While yeah, they're, while they're doing it, I feel like I mixed Dante's Peak up with Volcano. Dante's Peak, I, I, America did. Dante's Peak, actually good. Dante's Peak is good. I did the, it the on special a, effects. I did it on Viva. In, oh yeah, special effects are incredible. Great. Yeah. Anyway, back to trigger effect. More of a disaster. <laughs> I mean, than we're a movie. at the end. This, this is basically the end. There's like a little bit of of time spent. Um, they put uh, him in the ambulance. Sort of like they put him in the ambulance, and he's which gonna, is weird because it's gonna like. Be fine. 
So the power's out. Everyone's freaking out. There's no gas, but like somehow, like first responders are just right on there. That's, like, that's, ready that's, to that's take what I'm saying. This is the second time this has happened. All the all the uh, the actual like the the cops. And Wait, the does the, when does the power come back on? That doesn't fine. happen until the the epilogue where it's like, and it already came back. They on. They don't show it. Yeah. It's so strange. Like you, you're, you're like when you yeah, start this weird. movie, you're like, there's a hundred percent chance there's gonna be a scene where like, like everything's boiling to a head, and, and maybe, then the some, power maybe somebody's done. The power comes on, and then you kind of look around and you see the mess made or you whatever. The, you know, yeah. you expect the mist ending right. to happen, some variation of that. Or yeah. like, I can't believe how far this came, and then lights come back yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Nope. It's just like he, Marmot, Marmot gets into the ambulance. He's gonna be fine, and then it cuts to them back in their house again. <laughs> Marmaduke. Marmaduke. It cuts back to their house again, and they're fine. And Elizabeth Shue concludes her reading her little poem thing. But also, but also, he sees um, Bill Smitrovich across this from across the street, and they like have a, a look. Yeah, it's like things will never be the same between us, Bill Smitrovich. <laughs> yeah, I know I shot that kid. I'm Which sorry. Which sucks because I thought they were like good, like neighborhood, like beer and a barbecue friend. You yeah. know what I mean? You want to come over and get a hot dog? No. <laughs> you want to watch no, the big game? Not no more. Um, and it's that also sucks. like, did Kyle McLaughlin even prove his masculinity or what he wanted his masculinity to be to Elizabeth Shue? Because uh, is it because he got that he was able to get the car? Is that is that now he's like their marriage is saved? At no point do they imply that, so, that something that they went through in this experience made their str- marriage stronger or right. anything. It's if anything, you're like at the end of it, you're still kind of like, I don't know, you guys maybe should get a divorce. You know, <laughs> you seem to hate each, you seem to hate each other. But they they set it up to be like he will prove himself, and by the end, their marriage will come out stronger. Uh, he does get her boyfriend taken to a. To the yeah, I guess he, he 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 literally honey, like her stupid you, boyfriend. Honey, who, thank you for saving my stupid boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> really appreciate you. And then he, it ends with her going, "I do not enjoy green eggs and ham." I will not eat them, Sam. I am. I do not like them on a plane. I do not like them on a train. Oh, the, oh, the places you'll go. She quotes "Hungry Mungry" by Shel Silverstein. Oh my oh god, man, so scary. Hungry Mungry was one of my favorites. Yeah, I love Shel Silverstein. Um, well, I wanted to point out that uh, at one point, uh, Kyle McLaughlin's like mad about um, uh, his girl, his his wife hanging out with her boyfriend or whatever exactly. at his house. He's they're they're getting mad. At one point, she gets like. Bl- Blitzed drunk mm-hmm. and is like, let's all just like fuck. I'm, I'm exaggerating, but <laughs> he's like, honey, maybe you've had too much or whatever. And then she's like, let's all go, go see a Broadway show. I'm gonna go fuck. <laughs> let's go see Cats. Is Cats playing right now? No, she I'm suggests they should so play drunk. Twister. I think. Yeah, oh, God. she's really drunk. Uh, Elizabeth Shue, poorly served in this. Uh, a bad character and a bad performance. Yeah. Well, everybody's bad. Not her fault, but everybody's yeah. bad. Not her fault. Um, but at one point, he, he goes, uh, uh, Kyle McLaughlin goes in, him, into the, the kitchen and he goes, this is not my beautiful wife. And it's very important that I pointed that out because <sighs> that is a line in the next movie that we're going to talk about as well. That's true. Because David Kep likes the talking heads. He's, um, he's so cool. That's, that's fucking awesome, David. He's such a cool guy. The talking heads, Wow. Um, this is uh, this is just an interaction between p- the neighbors. Again, when you really think things are going to start bubbling over mm-hmm. in this movie, which they really don't. Um, it's kind of like if the power went out, it's possible that maybe there could be some shouting. Mm. Um, could lead to dancing. 
and it's kind of like <laughs> some. It's like this is just like people in the neighborhood yelling at each other. Some of us have kids, you know. And then oh, this and then scene was and then, terrible. And and it's like white people talking to like minority neighbors. Yeah, they have like and there's it, like an Indian or someone couple. I think so. That like live down the street, and they're like, yeah, oh and, my and god. They, they go so the the, t- the white people go. Some of us have kids, you know. And then they go, we have kids. Yeah. Well, they're because uh, they're they're all mad because this other couple has a generator, like a gas powered generator. Yes. Give and they're us like, your generator. Give us your, let us use your generator. They're like, no. They're like, but some of us have kids. We have kids. And then he goes, and then the guy goes, how many? And he goes, two. And he goes, well, we have three. Yeah. <laughs> so we win. So stupid. It's, it's a really stupid movie. Uh, this is a part when uh, Marmot is um, dying or like bleeding out in the car, and Elizabeth Shue is, make, is ten- tenderly tending to his wounds. Moomins Domingo. While, uh, while <laughs> Kyle McLaughlin shouts at a guy. Uh, this is going to be our MST like Beef McLarge huge episode <laughs> where like we just keep coming up with all these names. Yeah. Brick, but, huge face. But this is Marmot's, uh, and I, I like to hope that it's Im- improvised, but he's this is he's like in a fever dream because he's, uh-huh, so, uh-huh. he's so sick from whatever. And he's like, uh, I'm, I'm paid out. There's a fly! There's a fly! No! <laughs> <laughs> he's losing it. He thinks he's going to die. He thinks he's already dead. Um... Uh, and then at one, uh, yeah, this is just earlier on when Marmot uh, is in- is introduced and he's walking in and he's giving them their mail. It's like, I'm just gonna go over to my girlfriend in her husband's house. Get the mail, <laughs> and he gets he grabs up their mail and he like throws the mail at Kamala and goes, "Your mail sucks." Yeah, yeah, what? <laughs> he's big up in him. Uh, he's like, "Oh man, that guy's got me. He's more of a man than I am. I bet his mail is great." His dick actually shrinks when that happens. <laughs> you see it because yeah. she was really he was really saying. Your male husband sucks. Yep. You're goddamn right. That's You're right. Goddamn right. Yep, yep, yep. That's the kind of insight that we pay you for, Emily. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's it. Uh, ratings. Mm, two and a half, Judge. Jesus Christ. Because it's not like terrible, but it is like nothing. It is short. And it is short. Um, it's just dumb. But I don't have anything productive productive to say about it at all. I was just like, I watched this and was sort of bored but I wasn't hating life, like hating life or anything like that. It was just like, eh, um, just an annoying movie, really. Yeah. Uh, but it moves. Anyway, uh, and then I'll give it, I'll give it like a one and a half Douglases for the. Oh yeah, uh, Elizabeth Shue is for Elizabeth Shue being bra. seductive. Uh, for the just the general cuckatude of the yeah. whole scenario, and for the falling down vibes. Yeah. And I'm gonna give it. Uh, 10 out of 10 shotgun shells that don't fire. <laughs> nice. It's probably more like 3 out of, or like 6 out of 10 or something, because some of yeah. them do. Yeah. Crazy. You really shouldn't have thrown that gun in the pool. That was a terrible. That was a dumb I guess idea. She, she was just She was mad. Drunk. Yeah. Just unbelievable. You guys bought drunk. a gun with a watch? <laughs> we bought a zoo? We fought a zoo. That's the <laughs> we sequel. We bought a zoo. <laughs> wow. I mean, we'd all watch that. And then there's We Bought a Jail. <laughs> 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 a delightful family rump. Uh, I'm gonna give it one and a half, Juds. I, Dang. I mean, I don't hate it either, but it's just such a nothing. It's just like nothing happens, and it's really stupid. I, and it, you know, falling down vibes. I hate the movie Falling Down. I, I I like this more than that, I guess. But I mean, I don't know. It's it's just so boring, and I like the characters suck so much. I'm I'm actually just giving it an extra half because it isn't long. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, like <laughs> right. that is that is amazing. Like when you check the the time. And you're watching a movie, and, and it's like 1.35. It's like, fuck, I'll yes. tell you what. All three of these movies, including the one that I mostly enjoyed, 
I checked the time thinking, like, there's got to be, like, 35 minutes left in this thing. There was no, always, like, It was an minutes. hour. No, it'll be, like, oh, an hour. Yes. I was like, oh, this is moving pretty fast, right? It's got to be almost over. I checked. It's like, I'm at 32 minutes in. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> I checked when Kyle McLaughlin is, is about to break into that guy's house. And I'm like, all right, so we're getting into the last third here. And it's like, no, there's eight minutes left. <laughs> this yeah. is going to be the climax of the film that you're watching here. Uh, I'll give it one and a half Douglases for the see-through bra and the cuckatude. Uh and uh, I'm going to give it two nuclear cooling towers oh, behind nice. Michael Rooker's I like head. That. I wish I'd changed hmm. mine. I want to change mine, but I'll, change do it. It. I'll do it after Emily. Because okay. if I change it and steal yours, I don't want to do that. You probably so. won't. Mine's pretty unoriginal because I can not figure out anything cool in this movie. But, it's not anything. Um, I'm giving it two and a half Juds. Damn. Um, I think I liked it when I first watched it, and then I watched it because I watched it probably a couple years ago. And I watched it this time, and I was like, yeah, there's, like, just really nothing here, and it doesn't really surprise you, and it's, like, not saying anything, even though it's trying to say something. But I do always, I'm a sucker for, like, Twilight zone plot lines anyways, just mm-hmm, to see, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I'm going to give it one Douglas, because it, she was just, like, seducing him or whatever, and it wasn't that... I feel like I'm, I have a, a higher Douglas limit than you guys, just based on the past two... Yeah, our, episodes. Our, the, well, D- Travis and I, Travis and I, subjective. yeah, it's very subjective. Yeah. Travis and I have very different perspectives on what a Douglas is. Maybe so I'm you just can let you can define yeah. it, what it means however you to want. Because yeah. I, I think I define the Douglases as, as like kind of sleazy more, mm-hmm. and so a girl in a, a see-through bra to me, I'm like, that's right. That's a girl wearing a bra. I feel like there's like a, for me, it's like there's a nudity quotient, but it's not that heavy. Like yeah. I, I weigh that lower than you do. Yeah. If, if I saw some fucking. Or if, if there's some like, lewd comments. Oh, I love lewd comments. Yeah. Love lewd comments. Okay. It's all that, but it's all lewd, there I love it. I especially love it when Lou makes comments. Oh, God, because they're always lewd. They're always lewd. Yeah. You got lewd. I weigh You all- got lewd. <laughs> you have to say it like or that. Comments about, or <laughs> comments about quaaludes. Yeah, that's true. I love comments about quaaludes. <laughs> Let's do some quaaludes, guys. <laughs> um... Uh, they're the funniest. If drug. you are listening to this podcast you and you have quaaludes, send, send us, us quaaludes. some of those old ludes from the seventies. <laughs> we saw, I saw Wolf of Wall Street. It's a funny drug. I, it's, it, it's, they are so funny when they're on it. You know, I've been I've been uh, clean from drugs for over twenty years. I would, you I would break go, for a quaalude. I would break it for a quaalude. I am endlessly sad that I did not get to do quaaludes. Matt breaks for quaaludes. <laughs> yeah. I wish yeah, you drove like, a car so like you could put that on your <laughs> I break for, for, for ludes. <laughs> All right, and then I'm going to give ludes. it my I'm going to give it one shotgun at the bottom of a pool. Nice. Um cuz there wasn't there wasn't much I could I could figure out for that. What what were you wanting to change yourself? I'm not going to change it but I'm going to I'm going to say that one or both of us or more of us should have said 10 out of 10 Nicknames for Dermot Mulroney. Mm. <laughs> I think we got about that many, yeah. Donnie McDonald. Mermit Badoni. <laughs> Dingus Gen- Maguba. Jenna Maroney. Jenna Maroney. <laughs> From the Ruger. Officer Mahoney. Officer Mahoney. Okay. All Moving right. on to 2004's Misbegotten Secret <laughs> Window. Let's do another bad movie, <laughs> but also uh, but also 95 minutes. Fun fact, this movie, based on a uh, novella by Stephen King, published in the book Four Past Midnight, that was called Secret Window, Secret Garden. The only thing that matters is the ending. It's the most important part of the story. And this one is very good. This one is perfect. Mort Rainey. Every story is a window into another world. But some windows 
should never be opened. You stole my story. I don't believe I know you. I know you, Mr. Rainey. That's what matters. You stole my story. Kind of an amazing coincidence. The stories being so much alike. Her death will be a mystery. Talk down, he said. The guy calls himself Shooter. Maybe my name, not Shooter. Hello? Remember my story, secret window. You and me are the only people that know about that, right? You scared too easy. You're up there all alone. Anything could happen and nobody would know. I loved this story when I was a kid. Wow. Oh. Yeah, I thought that this was like a really good... I mean, you got to remember I'm like 12 or something. I mean, is it a good story, though? I've never read it. It's not much different than what you're getting here, but... It's a short story. I was, it, it, no, it's like 150. It's like a novella. Oh, really? You know, it's like a long... It's like a short novel. Because it, it, Four Past Midnight was four short novels. That's right. Um... Like the other one, the first one was the Langoliers. This was the Ooh, second one. Langolier. Yeah. And then the third one was the one, the third one was the one called The Laughing Policeman, which is about a monster that's essentially a stand-in for like a child molester who works at the library. Wow. Mm-hmm. The library policeman. Anyway, um, I loved this one when I was a kid in my like, you know, 12-year-old total boy Stephen King phase yeah. that every that every nerd boy goes through. And I had the audio book of it and, it, and I listened to it over and over and over again. It was read by James Woods. <laughs> That's great. And he was he would do voices. So he like, you know, this is about he does the redneck guy voice and all this stuff. I loved it. It was really good. Wow. And you know, the and the ending of the uh the ending of the book is not as dark as the ending of the of the movie. I was surprised how dark how this ended. Yeah. Without saying anything right now, but we'll get there. Um uh, but anyway, I so I enjoy I enjoyed that and so when this movie came out, I kind of viewed it with a bit of nostalgia. I was like, "Oh, uh, I don't think this will be good, but I really liked this when I was a kid, so I'd be curious to see how they made a movie out of it. Have and you not seen? Have you guys seen this one before? I had I had seen this once before when it came out. This is the third time I've seen yeah. it, and it is very bad. <laughs> I saw it in the theater. It's favorite and, movie, and then we watched. I don't like it at all. That's what my life is like. <laughs> no, it's it's quite bad. There was one notable thing about it that made my jaw hit the floor at the beginning of it, which is music by Philip Glass. <laughs> yeah. And it doesn't sound like no. a Philip Glass score at all. He's not no. going. No, no, no. It just sounds like some average fucking Jerry Goldsmith, Alan Very Silvestri strange. thing. It's like totally generic horror movie music. Yeah. And uh, and I, I just assumed that this was based on one of his short, short stories. No. Like from, I don't know, one of those ones where they're, you know, like survivors. 30 pages or something like yeah, that. Yeah, or like a 15 page, because there's like 15 pages of story in this. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is 95 minutes and a little long at that. There's, yeah. It's really just... Like a, qu- a third of this movie is just Johnny Depp like laying on a couch. Oh, I hate it. Going you like, guys, oh, I better get up and uh, yeah. make I mentioned, a coffee. I mentioned earlier that this is the weird time between when I thought Johnny Depp was attractive and then he like immediately swung into like the weathered re- repulsive Johnny Depp. That, <laughs> and I know there are people out there who are who still like think Johnny Depp's like super hot or whatever, but it's like I can't even really look at him. Yeah, the Hollywood vampire. And now that now that he's that we know he's a fucking asshole, then it's like, which also makes <laughs> watching this kind of upsetting. Yeah, I mean, here you have let's spoil it. Here you have a movie where Johnny Depp hates his wife so much that he develops a split personality, becomes an abusive asshole, and then kills her. <laughs> he sure yeah. does. It's like eerily prescient. <laughs> and, and he's a boo- he's a bit of a booze bag in this. Yep. He's not drinking uh, thirteen bottles of thousand dollar thousand dollar wine. He loves a night. His Jack though. 
And he's it not throwing his, he's not like throwing guitars out the window. And he has stuff. such a weird look in this too. His like weird like bleached blonde hair with the roots out, like, always like frizzy, and then these weird glasses. And it's it's funny. Me and my friend Elena like knew this. We knew this guy. We knew of this guy at one point, but we never learned his name. But he had he had weirdly like the exact same look as Johnny Depp in Secret Window. So we just called him Johnny Depp guy. <laughs> For like for like three years, and we never learned. Sorry if you're Johnny listening. If you're listening and you know th- that you might be Johnny Depp guy. Oh no. Sorry. And Johnny Depp, if you're listening. Uh, fuck you. Fuck you, dude. <laughs> Come on. You yeah, seemed like you, you were dude. cool like 20 years ago. What the hell, man? Used to be cool. He used turn. to be cool. You what literally used to be. He literally used to be cool. He did. He was cool. <laughs> I saw Johnny Depp on an episode of David Letterman one time, and it was like this is the coolest guy. He like David Letterman brought up that time that he trashed a hotel room. Johnny Depp was like was like a great actor as rock star but yeah. like he was like a serious character actor yeah he yeah. did great work and then he was and then he was also like an outlandish rock star and then he persona. lost his mind and then he completely snapped uh, but he was on this david letterman thing and he's and he's just fucking johnny deppish and david letterman brought up him trashing a hotel one time and he's like oh the hotel room had it coming and i was just like man this guy fucking ru- that's, like that's a funny line <laughs> But now I feel like he's just so cringy. Oh, his his, like quirkiness and charm is like so gross to me. I've been worn out on it for like almost twenty years now. Like when he got like overly Burtonified. Yeah. Oh man, that was the that they killed each other. The Burtonification of Johnny Depp. They killed each other for sure. He started making. But nobody who made nobody who could be the who could play Ed Wood in that movie could. Like you would never think that that guy would turn out to be a piece of shit. Yeah, because I love so, that movie, and one he's of my so all-time fucking favorite good. Favorite movies. It. He's so great. So f- it's so funny. What a wonderful performance. I really loved him in uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Yeah. Oh yeah. He and he turns out Cry to be, Baby. He's one of these guys oh, who turns Cry out Baby. to be kind Come of on. kind of like the dark side of like beat the beats and stuff. Like he romanticizes uh, excess and stuff. And that like what is it? Rolling Stone was it the Rolling Stone that did the profile where it turned out he was drinking thirteen bottles Something of thousand like dollar wine. Fuck? I mean he like he is a hardcore alcoholic. Uh, and, and, he, and, he and a pill popper. And he was making hundreds of millions of dollars, and it was all going to like booze. Yeah. And he and he and he just, he like hangs out with the Hollywood vampires. He thinks he's like a rock star. He's in a band, and he hasn't. He's basically hasn't been sober in like. 15, he got he got Brando pilled, and but like doesn't couldn't back it up like talent wise anymore. Yeah. You know, lost lost interest in his career. He was just doing whatever whatever made money for him and yeah. stuff like that. And then, of course, like, like if you like read interviews with him from back in the day, the stuff that he's most interested in is like Bukowski, Hunter yeah. S. Thompson, yeah. With Nail and I is like his favorite movie. Of course, stuff it about, is stuff about people who are inebriated. If you were all the time. about like eccentric artists who drink themselves to death, but yeah. they're still like sexy. If and you went on, a, if you went on a Tinder date with this guy, you would not have a second one. Yeah. Oh yeah. Red flags. Now, oh, maybe oh. if I was why 19. because he'd fucking murder you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, so he, he reminds me of like the kid that Timothy Chalamet plays in Lady Bird, like unchecked reading, for thirty like, more how, years. Howard Zinn's whatever. Yeah, and That's like thir- thirty more years of that guy, like nobody calling him out on his bullshit, and that then you get Johnny Depp, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> who will like throw a wine glass at you in a hotel room. That's what happens. Yeah, you can't you can't keep the break. only the only thing that doesn't happen in this is uh, at no point does Maria Bello shit on the bed. <laughs> <laughs> that was in the uh, director's Depp, cut. Johnny Depp's like the kind of guy who like buy like. $5,000 pair of cowboy boots at like a thrift store. <laughs> and then he'll fill them up with the $1,000 wine and, and drink out it. of it. <laughs> he snorts cocaine off of the boots. Yeah. I can't stress enough. He never wears the actual no, shoes. No, you but can't he uses do that. them as a prop. That would be disrespectful to the boot. <laughs> 13 <laughs> bottles of wine a day. Like How many is, do you that, drink? That is so that's so much of anything to drink. 
Like I didn't drink even that much, even close to that much water. You never, you never it. hear, Nobody you does. never hear like a celebrity profile. It's like he drinks thirteen bottles of can- of two liter Canada Dry ginger ale a day. <laughs> a day. <laughs> That's just so much fluid. It's a lot. He was probably peeing all the. T- He's probably peeing more times than I'm gonna have to pee with my pub beer, iced coffee, and bottled water in front of me. Yes. That's enough to give a man diabetes. He's probably got like a. He's probably you know how like uh, the jazz musicians do that breathing exercise. <laughs> with- <laughs> But with piss. Oh, my God. With piss and wine. <laughs> That's a really disgusting you're get, image. You're getting the hardcore information like he's from us walking, today, He's listeners. walking around with one of those IV bags, but it's for, like, piss. Like to put my feet up. Put the fluid in. Yeah, take a load off, man. Yeah. Wine in, piss out. It never stops. Or, both. or the other way around. Strike that, reverse it. <laughs> piss in, wine out? Yeah. Who knows? Anyway. The man's, he's a prodigious talent. He could do anything. Yeah, he he's a piece was. of shit. He's, <laughs> he's a writer who just can't seem to... And as I pointed out, I did point out write. that his, yes, his Mort, name is again. Mort. It's Mort Dekai. No, it's Mort Rainey. <laughs> and he's hanging out at this old cabin that him and his, his ex-wife, or soon-to-be ex-wife, she won't sign the div- or he won't sign the divorce pl- papers. They're going through an ugly divorce, and he's hanging out at this cabin that they used to have be in love at. And he's having he's having PTSD flashbacks about the time he uh, barged into the motel room where she was cheating on him with uh, with Timothy Hutton. Tim Hutton. In a fuck, those flashbacks were scary. Yeah. He was like in a fucking rage. That's how the movie opens with him, like in that. Don't drive back there. Don't drive back there. Whatever you do. Oh, I can't stop myself. And then he goes and yells at him. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's curious case of Timothy Hutton is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, is we're ending the podcast now. <laughs> Girls do. Uh, <laughs> 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 this is the end of the podcast. <laughs> Goodbye. Um, but yes, yeah, so, so that's that's kind of like a flashback, and then, uh, but like the movie, like again, ninety five minutes, it's got to get started, and it does. So just like the next thing we see is him like at his house puttering around, and then fucking John Turturro shows up, just oh. like in a terrible, terrible performance. You uh, you stole my story. I remember this from the trailer. They would always that was like the big like that was the oh fuck. He's you the, stole my story. Yeah, he's got a hat. He's got. He's like a, a Mississippian guy. He's Mississippi. Mississippi. So he's trotting out his Mississippi accent it's, from Oh Brother, from Brother Rondo, but it's like somehow even worse. It's wor- like he's doing a cartoonish accent in this one. But and again, if it you serves know, a if purpose you, in if, Oh Brother, it's and very you, you know Stephen Kingish though. Yeah, like it it, everything has to be a little cartoony in the small town where everyone knows yeah, each other, uh-huh. and there's some fucking shit going on. You and, know? and if you know the twist, it makes sense. Yeah, it's not actually not a, a not something to be authentic at all. It's like yeah. truly a fictionalized version, an exaggerated version of a dual personality or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Which, th- those don't exist, by the way. So This guy says his name is John Shooter, and he claims that Mort plagiarized the story that he wrote. Another plagiarism movie. Second plagiarism uh, yeah. <laughs> movie true. in a row. Plagiarism last episode, too. Uh, yeah, uh, and you ripped off my story. Sewing season, mm-hmm. sewing season, sewing season, and he, uh, Johnny Depp's like, yeah, well, it was published in 1995. I have it in a magazine. I can show you. And he's like, good, go get the magazine. You got three days. And he's like, oh, but after. the magazine's at my wife's house. And I don't. We're not. Uh, we're not uh, really speaking right now. And this is where you get some hints because Johnny Depp's like maybe like maybe I'll go to the police officer and we'll see what happens then. And he's like, we don't need any outsiders, Mr. Rainey. This is strictly between you. And me, mm. and it is for reasons we'll find out later on. So Twisty great. It's very much between them two. It's yeah. very much between them. They should just jerk each other off somewhere or something. And then the next day, there's a note on the cabin. 
Mm. And it says three days. I'm not like I'm not getting no police. Yeah. And then there's a there's a bag or like a a sheet over a bundle. (sighs) And it's his dog. Chico. 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 It's It's his cat in the book. His dog Chico, which I knew and still know a dog named Chico, and I love him very much. Aww. And that dog does not get enough screen time in this movie. No, they kill, they kill Chico cute. off they very es- quickly. They escalated to the dog kill really fast. Really they fast. really did. 20 minutes in. It was whiplash. Yeah. Crazy. Like, do- dead like dog it. already. Didn't like it. Yeah, I like looked away for a second and then looked back. I was like, wait, they killed the dog already? Jeez. And the and the whole movie, again, 15 minutes of story in a 95-minute yeah. package. The whole movie is Johnny Depp at this house, and the, and the guy, uh, John Turturro's character, keeps threatening him. Yeah. And Johnny Depp keeps going, like, I got to find this thing. And he's like, okay, now I'm going to threaten you a little harder now this time. Uh-huh. Okay, we'll all go get the story. I've got, I'll get it in two days. I'm going to threaten you a little harder now. And yeah. then it's the end. And then you get the twist all ending, and then it's over. All while he's trying to deal with this marriage that's crumbling underneath him. And he's he's a big asshole. And she's, you know, she's now in love with Ted. Maria Bella. Who is also a wad, by the way. Yeah, a total wad. Yeah. And... She she's like, please just sign these fucking divorce papers. And he's like, uh, no, I'm going to be a fucking piece of shit asshole to you. And it's just it's hard to watch him like argue and be like a total asshole to this like blonde woman, like after everything that's happened. And you're like, oh, and even setting all of that aside. And I completely agree yeah. with you that like it's eerily weird. It's yeah. like it's too much now. Yeah. But even setting all that aside, like. Uh, at what point am I supposed to be engaged with this dude? Right, as like, exactly. As like a person that I'm supposed to worry Are we about. Supposed like, to root for am him? I supposed to be like, I really hope he gets a hold of that story because John Turturro seems scary. It's like I think at no point do I care. The about The only this. people that are going to worry and, and root for this guy are people who are who are fucking depp heads. Ugh. Kepper depp heads. Which it turns out there are millions. Yeah, of them. there's a lot of them, and they're and they're, awful. they're vocal. Uh, there, yeah, there's stuff in the beginning, and I think, and it's, and I do think you're supposed to like his character, and it's not like he's reprehensible for the f- at least when I mean, he's, he's first just, introduced. He's just, an, he's just like an annoying like artist guy. But there's he's a shitty dude. Th- he's got this maid named Mrs. Garvey who like cleans his house, and he's always like, oh, yeah. God damn it, get out of here, Mrs. Garvey. Oh. Uh, but she'll like she'll, <laughs> she seems nice enough, <laughs> Wait, and, she'll, and go? she'll go like. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny Depp, Johnny Depp, <laughs> and she'll go like, "I, I put your mail over there." Your mail sucks, Mr. Rainey. Your, your mail, mail sucks. sucks. You cuck. And uh, and then I did this and I did that. And he's like, "Oh, thank you, thank you very much, Mr. Garvey. Thank, Mr. You. Garvey. thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you very much." And then she'll like turn her back and he'll like do like the gun. Oh and go, yeah. <laughs> like I want to kill Miss Garvey. I hate her. And you're yeah, like, "Well, just tell Jesus her to leave. Christ, you hired dude. her. Like, what's?" T- He's a little. Way? He's a little wound up. He's wound up, but he's also he has like jaw issues. He keeps like doing this really yeah, he keeps cracking gross his jaw. thing with his jaw. I guess it's because he's stressed. Uh, that's well, sim- symptomatic of having a dual personality. I don't know. Well, at the end though, he's got braces, so he's got like some kind of like wisdom tooth. Like he's got some kind of like Boo-hoo. weird weird tooth problem. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't but fucking care. You're supposed to river. set that shit up. I hate it even more when he got braces. No well, offense yeah. to any of our brace the brace faces end. out there. We love you guys. Turning a new page in my life. I've got braces now. We lo- especially they love it when you call them brace faces. I, <laughs> shout out to all my brace face fans out there. We that's, love you guys. That's actually hate speech. Fuck. <laughs> Tin grin for the win, huh, Emily? Good for you. Good for you for taking care of your teeth. You're out there killing it. There's nothing. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing wrong with braces. No, What's wrong with you? You're alienating no, most I'm of our audience. That's cool. I'm saying metal, it's cool. Metal mouth. Hey, it's co- if you have braces, yeah. it's cool. I'm so sorry. Don't call it headgear. Be nice. <laughs> it's called head care. Hey, it's not my fault these people are vain. Right. 
Just, just yeah. Sorry, li- I don't have ten. Sorry, I don't have ten thousand dollars to get adult braces. Love yourself. For would who you, you want? Are. Would you want braces? No, I don't need any. They've oh, okay. told me that all my life. But I did just get a root canal. How was that? Sucked. Okay. I was hoping you would go. It was rad. Like it was fucking tight. It's dude. like it's the reason. The reason that you know, like you'll you'll have a friend who will go on vacation. And they'll come back and you'll go. How was your trip? They never go like sucked. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're like it was awful. Um, Sad. They, I went to Hawaii. They, I hated Hawaii. I kept feeling it when they were injecting me with the numb stuff. So they had to keep injecting me. Um, and so like bah, 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 up, bah, bah, bah. up to my my whole eyelid was numb. Oh, cool. And when it comes up, to I hated eyelid. it. I wanted to die. When when uh when. A couple of years ago, my uh, my ex Molly had to get a wisdom tooth, a couple of wisdom tooth taken out, and I took her to the dentist. You know, because she had to be like put under. Yeah, I got all four of mine out at the same time. Yeah, it sucks. They they put her under, and you know, I'm taking her home because she had she was under anesthesia, and and they're like, okay, so they put this cotton in her mouth because the the wound is still yeah. open and there's there's still it's oozing bleeding. out, and she's like totally still kind of out of it in the car, and she's like. Why did cotton in my mouth? <laughs> she couldn't really talk through the anesthesia. I'm like, well, the doctor said there would be some, there would be some oozing, and she goes, she goes, oozing, secret of the ooze. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. And I started laughing. She goes, I love being a turtle. She has no memory of this. You should have filmed it. it I couldn't viral. I, I did not think about it at the time. That would have gone viral. When I got my wisdom teeth out and I was all numbed up, I just started crying because I thought they like did some plastic surgery to my face Good and that Lord. I was going to look really different and ugly. When I got hey. one of mine taken out, Kevin came and, and picked me up at the dentist's office. Uh, cor- R.I.P. Kevin. R.I.P. Kevin. We'll miss you. Yeah. Uh, apparently, what I said to the de- to the doctor when I came out of anesthesia was it was just like the last time I did heroin, and everybody kind of like looked at each other. <laughs> no one knew how to react. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I took my wisdom teeth out myself with a pair of pliers. God, you're and I was, so strong, I was Travis. I was jitterbugging that very night. You just had a knife, <laughs> you know, like a mirror and a pair of pliers, and just yeah. go to town. I worked on the I worked uh, on the railroad after that. I love your I DIY. Why spirit? Absolutely. <laughs> they were needle nose pliers too. They're not fucking around around <laughs> they sure here. Were. So All right. Speaking window. of speaking of uh, pulling teeth, root canals and pulling <laughs> teeth. Pull teeth. Absolutely. Secret window. Uh, so he's getting threatened by this guy. He and then keeps he, putting off getting the magazine. Well, something then, but happens. then Mir- Maria Bella's house gets burnt down. Yeah. Oh yeah, they burnt down. Because that's where the magazine is, the Ellery Queen magazine that he needs. And so then he um he he. The house burns down, so he he needs to order a new magazine, a new copy of the magazine off the internet or something. I guess eBay. eBay. That's right. He says eBay. Does he? I think he does. Probably. It's this new invention. I mean, it's two thousand four, and it's eBay. eBay. Yeah. eBay Nation. I don't remember yeah, what absolutely. it's like in the book, but when he, eBay was on top of the world. Ah, uh, eBay. Or maybe he can just go to the publisher. In any case, he needs to get a back issue of the magazine. And <laughs> then we all just fall well, I mean, asleep. We all just fall It does asleep. eventually arrive, but it turns out that the pages with the story have been torn out God of the magazine. Dang That's it. Right. And meanwhile, he's he has like a partnership with like the local detective guy who's who's like, you know, you got you got to help me figure out. And no one can no one can confirm seeing the other dude with Johnny Depp. And yeah. y- you know, last time I told you guys that I was like probably. Oh wait, we forgot all about Charles S. Dutton. Yeah, because yeah. he hires a private detective, Charles S. Dutton, to like look at the, keep an eye on the yeah. property, look around the place, and then uh, that guy gets killed. Yeah, all this it's the again ninety five minute movie, so stuff happens very perfunctorily, yeah. and it's very quickly that we realize what's going on. And last episode, I said that I'd always fall for twists and stuff, and I'm like every director's like favorite because of that probably. But I 
You had yeah. to have gone through this one, yeah. Yeah, I knew. I I literally write down. I won't be falling for this one. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who I'm talking to or why that's my voice when I write. But are you talking to John Turturro, who's like your evil, <laughs> your evil split personality? Not so fast, Turturro. I see right through you. Who elected you, leader? What's your What's your <laughs> evil split personality like? Who plays him? Who plays? I or her, well, or them? Can I come back with that? Though? Of course, because yeah. I would like think to make the it. right the right answer. Think so you'll have it. to tune into the next episode. But maybe you guys maybe it's Diane Lane or something like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll, we'll get back to you. Diane Lane as her character from Judge Dredd. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Judge Hershey. <laughs> Judge Hershey. Hershey, <laughs> fucking. Uh, I'm the law. I'm the law. <laughs> you know the law. This is me. I'm the law. Uh. That Rob be, Schneider. Mine would be Rob movie. Schneider, an actual bad guy. Anyhow. Yeah. Now this is all I can think about. Jesus. <laughs> the, but anyway, so like, so the the private detective gets murdered. Also, the guy that supposedly like encountered or or should have seen Johnny Depp talking to John Turturro on the side of the road, he ends up dead, mm-hmm. and John Turturro or whomever frames Mort, frames Johnny Depp for killing these two guys. Yeah, he's like, the screwdriver is from your toolbox and it's in this guy's head. Yeah. That because, guy because Johnny Depp totally has a toolbox in this movie. Like, Johnny he Depp is a toolbox. Work. He is. That guy has a quintessential like Stephen King name, too. The guy who's the witness. Oh, yeah. Greenleaf? Mr. Greenleaf. Tom Gre- well, Greenleaf turns up in a bunch of Stephen King stories, yeah. yeah. Mm. There you go. Uh, well, he dies in this one. And, and I don't again, mean the character, it, I mean the name. It's but, just yeah. it's just like four things happen in this movie, and then there's a twist. And, yeah. it, and, they're, and they're all pretty much the same thing, so it's hard to And the twist becomes them. apparent to us very soon, and then to the character with like a half an hour left in the movie. He like gets clued in, because there's this yeah. scene where they're like, he's talking to different versions of Johnny Depp. Yeah. Oh, and and it's like it's like a circ- it's like a spin around oneer, and it looks really bad. I think these were maybe top of the line double effects at the time, but they look very they bad. Look very bad now. now. This movie's really annoying because it it the twist is so obvious, and I think even on first watch it would be very obvious. And but then it like still takes its time trying to convince you yeah, of yeah. like there's gonna be a twist, and you're like, well, no, I already got that twist, so like let's let's move ahead. But I feel like it. That's what kind of drags this movie down. Yeah, because it thinks it has to do more work than it has to do when it could be spending its time doing something or, else. Or but also, the it could be spending its time not existing. And you said, it's you, just a do movie you still like exist. the story? Have you read the story? Recently? I have not gone back to read the story. I wonder if there's. I Wikipedia the story so different. that I can remember some of the differences because they changed. Yeah. The, the beginning is different, a little bit different, and the ending is mostly different. Okay, is there cooler shit in the story that isn't in the movie? You'd have to ask twelve-year-old Matt. Mm. All right, hold on. <laughs> Let's do a seance. Because <laughs> he's, he's dead. dead. We're going to need to split. <laughs> I mean, yes. Fuck, dude. He literally is dead. Welcome to therapy. <laughs> Killed in a blizzard of cocaine and cigarettes. <laughs> we need to split you into two personalities. And one. Hello, I am 12 who would play? Who would play, my, who would play my evil personality? I mean, you're it, your it evil would, personality. It would be Marmol Dolroni. Who would play your good personality? What the, the fuck, co- man? <laughs> <laughs> I don't deserve this kind oh, of shabby no. treatment. No, I do. It's fine. I mean, obviously. That's yeah, who, who would play my good version? <laughs> Macaulay Culkin. Macaulay Culkin. He's coming back, baby. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, so yeah. we're basically at the twist. <laughs> yeah, we're basically at the twist ending. It's just and the Johnny twist Depp hanging out, getting threatened occasionally by Turturro, and then there's the twist that you all saw coming. Yeah, the twist ending is, you know, it's a split personality. He's been doing all this killing and stuff the whole time. And uh, and then uh, Maria Bello is like, I've had it. I'm going to get him to sign these divorce papers. And then she drives to Johnny Depp's cabin where he's like fully in uh, John Turturro mode now. And he kills her. And then Tim Matheson, sh- or Tim Matheson, 
Timothy Hutton shows up and he's like, hey, don't kill my wife. And he's like, no, I'm going to kill you too. Oh. And he does. He kills them both with a shovel. And this is this is where, like, because again, David Kep, Mr. Mr. Soft Shoe, I mean, like the trigger effect kept threatening to go to dark places and doesn't. And that's very unsurprising for this guy. And so this gets brutal at the end. Mm-hmm. Not like R-rated or anything. He murders her per- per- specifically very meanly. He's like, like dragging ugly. her around by her hair and yeah. like punching her and he stabbing her. He chops her head off with a shovel. He chops yeah. her. We don't, we like, don't see it. it. But yeah. at one point he does like stab her in the foot with a knife or a screwdriver or something. Yeah, yeah. And she's like oozing blood and crawling around. And, and she's like crying and his name does, and stuff. It's really upsetting. It's just like, Jesus it's fucking yucky. Christ. I mean, I, I guess give credit to the movie. It does go to that those places, which I did not... But coming, why? But it, well, why any of this? Yeah, it's so dumb. Because it was probably like, oh, fuck, we wasted all this time trying to convince you of the dumb twist, and now let's be brutal so that something paid off in some weird something. way. The whole movie, there's nothing else to the movie but the twist, and then the twist isn't interesting or surprising. You know, there is something else to the movie. It's the squirrel witness. <laughs> you guys remember this? Yes. yes a squirrel after he re- After he realizes that he, the other guy, who's really him, must have killed <laughs> these two guys in the car... He looks up to a tree when we see a squirrel, and then it it like quick zooms into the squirrel's face, looking at him, and then back at Johnny Depp. And uh, that's and then it. the squirrel's like, "I'm out of here!" And <laughs> yeah. darts away. And he's like, "I'm out." Oh no, the squirrel's going to the cops. He's going to be stopped. Oh no. Um, and and it's really funny, like the like the <laughs> raccoon witness from Wild Things. Yeah, yeah it's just like, like that. That's yeah. what it reminded another me critter, of. Another critter witness. Then the only the, the only thing that I liked in this movie happens now. Okay. And it wasn't because I thought it was like legit good. It was just like, well, I'm this is amusing, which is like the coda. Yeah. Where like he goes into town and he sees the girl that he's kind of been fixated on through the the movie who's like the I forget where she, she works. She works at like FedEx or something. something like that. Yeah. And she's totally creeped out by him. Oh yeah. And he's got braces now oh, and he's God. like trying to flirt with her and stuff. And then the uh then the sheriff comes to visit him and is like, "I know you fucking killed your wife, dude." Don't go shopping in town anymore. Go to the other yeah, town. Yeah, you're, cre- you're making everyone you. real uncomfortable. You're making everybody real creeped out. You got away with it for now, but we're definitely yeah. going to bring you down. And it's and it's implied that he buried her uh, and Timothy Hutton in like a cornfield in his backyard. But he's yeah, the one he looks out the secret window to see to see the secret garden. And he is uh, he's eating all of these ears of corn, and he keeps repeating the lines from the end of the story he's writing or wrote about killing his wife. About eating corn? I know I can do it, Todd Downing said, helping himself to another ear of corn from From the steaming steaming bowl. bowl. I know that in time her death will be a mystery, even to me. And it's just so dumb. And it ends with him like close up on his mouth taking a bite of corn, and I wanted to fucking kill myself. And the camera like zooms into the cornfield, and you're like, oh. I know. I almost expected there would be like a hand reaching out or something because it was like such a dumbass scene. Because it's going, the camera's like going down. And we're like in the cornfield, yeah. Or or maybe like it was gonna like really hold our hands and go deep into the ground and then we'd see oh, we their see the bodies worms? like oh they were we'd buried see the little in there. worms. The it worms does it does in. actually do a shot where it's gonna go under the ground yeah. like and then it just goes to black. Yeah. yeah. Um, I really, I always like seeing how much gas costs in movies. <laughs> <laughs> I have noticed thing. this too. And in two thousand four, in this town, gas cost a dollar fifty five per gallon. Wow. wow. So, Push, um, pushnomics. Another thing I wrote down was that uh, I did think a very suspenseful part of this was when his watch gets stuck on the lever and he's trying to p- drive the car off the cliff. That's mm. right. Yeah. That that did, you know, put me on the edge of my seat for a little bit. <laughs> you could buy a ticket for a whole seat, but you'll only need the edge. Yeah. Secret window. Hell yeah. <laughs> Not much going on in this one. Uh, in the story, he doesn't kill the wife and the uh, the new boyfriend. They They kill him. 
I like that oh. better. Yeah, they they get the better of him. He doesn't get away with it. And then at the end of the story, she is driving by, I think, his cabin or something. And, uh, like, basically, she sees, like, a spectral version of John Shooter at some point. And it's, like, implied that he imagined this character so fully that it became oh, real. Like, Jesus. Which is some fun Stephen King That's shit. That's kind of fun, sure. yeah. Um, yeah, that's it, though. Uh, here's uh, so John Trav- John Turturro, just like an John a- example. Tr- of John Trufturo. John Trufturo. This is how he talks, and this Tertolta? is very... Tertolta? Kirkukuro? Dermot Mulcuckery? I don't know. This is a classic example of just Stephen King dialogue. I mean, I'm sure we've talked about it before, but Stephen King's dialogue is very particular, and the choice... When you make a movie about it, you don't it's include creative. the dialogue. Yes, it is. Yeah. Very creative. Uh, how in the hell did a big money scribbling asshole like you get down to a little shit splat town in Mississippi and steal my goddamn story? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, well, this is Johnny Depp at one point. Uh, this is not my beautiful house. <laughs> this is not my beautiful wife. Kill me. <laughs> I hated that. Talking heads. David Cape like uh, David Cape likes music. Are all there right? talking heads bits in Premium Rush? <laughs> I, I was waiting for it. I was hoping. No, that he's it would over. Just he's end over it, it by then. I got the David uh, Byrne reached out and was like, "Please stop it. Stop." Maybe your maybe y'all's uh, wife over there in that house end up second best in a match with a chainsaw. What? Yeah, that was a good one. I was hoping. You'd and get I that did. One. I did kind of laugh at this as uh, Johnny Depp goes into the car of uh, John Shooter before we know that it's actually him, and he pulls out the pack of cigarettes and he goes, "Palmo, cracker bastard." <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then there's another another one where you're like, "Where where's this guy from?" I'll burn your life and every person in it like a cane field in a high wind. Dude, they burn so hard. A cane fields? Cane fields burn so hard in a high <laughs> they, wind. Oh, man, when a high wind, don't get me started. I enjoyed uh, the idea that this fucking hick is like William Faulkner. You know, that this, like, <laughs> like when you're when you're not supposed to know that he's a figment of Johnny Depp's imagination, they're like, this guy wrote a story? <laughs> yeah. That's what I kept thinking. I was like, when did he just sit down and, like, write this This story? guy doesn't look like a writer to me. Like, oh, man, uh, this guy's like the Hemingway of, like, fucking Stone Mountain. Yeah. It doesn't make he any pulls, sense. Yeah, he pulls one of his books down off the shelf, and uh, uh, among uh, one, one, of, one of many, he's written many books, this guy, and is, I believe, successful at it. Uh, no, no, John Turturro. Oh, John Turturro. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the idea that John Turturro yeah, wrote a book—that he has like a <laughs> huge that, chunky. The idea that he can write is frankly, yeah. <laughs> or read and write is pretty surprising. Uh, this is just Johnny Depp uh, talking. I, it doesn't matter the context. This ending's very good. This one's perfect. Mm. <laughs> Blah. <laughs> Blah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, ratings. One. Oh wait, before you guys do oh. this, sorry. Go yeah, go. I'm changing it up. No, oh. I just have one more thing I wanted to say. Um, I read on the the Wikipedia where I get all my cool facts. Yeah. Um, there was a scene where change the name of that website to Cool Facts. Coolfacts.com. Yeah. I love yeah. It. Um, Johnny Depp is like snoozing on the couch and he's like he can't, you know, he has all his stressed out problems or whatever. He snoozes on the couch and he imagines himself falling into like the ocean or whatever, and right. he wakes up real quick. Apparently, that's B-roll footage from The Lost World. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. So there's a little there's a little tidbit for you guys. Okay. Chew on that. Hey Stevie, uh, any chance I could get some B real footage? Hey Steve Arino. Remember when we made that movie, The Trigger Effect? It's Davy. I'm call. I'm cashing in my chips, Bobby. <laughs> you owe me one. You owe me one for the Trigger Effect. No one else could have written Jurassic Park like I did. I I get most of the credit for that one. He Come does. On. He does get eaten by a dinosaur in Lost World. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Good for him. 
All right, uh, we can do ratings now, I guess. All right. I'm giving this one and a half Judds because mm-hmm. it's terrible. It's boring. And, uh, yeah, it's, like, gross now. That stuff's disturbing at the end. <laughs> yeah. The whole thing. It's yucky. Yep. I'm going to give it, um, uh, no, maybe half a Douglas just for the, like, well, yeah, half a Douglas for the, like, uh, the creepy brace face intimidating ass-out scene at the end of the movie. Yeah. He's, yeah. like, leaning in real close to And he's like, hi, I've got braces now. And yeah. it's like, ugh, it's disgusting. braces, I'm trying to go for a new leaf. Uh, so that was terrible. It changes sometimes. But that, it's not really sleazy. It just like it squicked me out. Yeah. Uh, and I'm gonna give it ten out of ten ears of corn. Yeah. Another steaming ear of corn. A movie that was a mystery even to me. Very strange. Uh, I'm gonna give it one and a half <laughs> as well. Kev's testing, texting us right now. Wow. What's he saying? He wants to know when the next Patreon record's gonna be. Well, we'll figure that out. Fuck that. Ask guy. him if he wants to say anything <laughs> that we can say for him right now on the episode. Oh yeah. A shout out. All right. You guys cool. do your thing. I'll do that. Okay. Right. Uh, yeah, one and a half. And again, I'm going to give it, uh, I'm giving it an extra half star because it's short. I mean, I, you got to love, not, you know, seeing an hour and 35. Just like, wow, shit. Even if I don't like this, it's an hour and 35 minutes. It's great. Uh, but it sucks. I mean, there's just nothing to it. Uh, John Turturro is like trying to have fun, but it's very similar to the character that he already did better in Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Johnny Depp's a creep, and this is very. Johnny Depp being a creep in the movie too. I don't know, and then and then it's just like a very. Uh, I, I I I'm irritated with the multiple personality movies too. Like there's so there's no such thing as multiple personalities. At least some so is some schools of psychiatry believe that that's entirely made up by people. That it's not a real. You don't thing. think it's real? I personally don't think it's real. I don't have enough information. Um, I'm no scientist or doctor. But it is. Wait, but what? It is, Oh fuck! I mean, I am a scientist and doctor. I'm a scientist and a doctor. <laughs> it is the I own, <laughs> you're like Scully. I will not tell a lie. You know how Scully, every time she's trying to investigate some evidence, they're like, Sir, "Agent Scully, you can't come here." I'm a medical doctor. Or okay. alternately, Tom Cruise in fucking Eyes Wide Shut, telling everyone he's a doctor you're all a doctor the fucking time. <laughs> yeah, I'm a doctor. That's I'm why I can doctor. touch your boobs. I'm a doctor. Um, Sorry, Travis. That's okay. But like, but it's the most common twist. I mean, it's been done. It had been done so many times before this come out, and it's been done a bunch of times after. It's just like me, Turns myself, out and Irene. Personalities. You, me, and Dupree. I mean, just on this show, uh, identity. Don't talk to strangers. Yep. More and more. That's just like along the, came a spider. Along came a spider. Uh, Wait, does it have an along? Primal fear. It, it, it turns oh, out. It's, turns God. out it's not in primal fear. You reminded fear, me that, of primal the, fear. God yeah. damn it! It's you. just over and over <laughs> and over again. It's not a real thing, and it's a dumb. T- like do it. You got. You get one. I don't know. Um, not happy about any of this. I'm gonna give it zero Douglases. I didn't find any. I mean, I guess he's kind of creepy, but whatever. yeah, who cares? It's mostly just Johnny Depp sitting around. <laughs> Johnny Depp sitting around in a yeah. bathrobe. His whole, by the his way. whole vibe is Douglasy. Yeah, well, that's a so. good point. But in a bad way, not a sexy Douglas. Doug, look, Douglas himself is often Douglasy in a bad way. Yeah, <laughs> that's part of the deal. Um, and I'm gonna give it ten out of ten. Screwdrivers to the dome. That screwdriver Ooh. does a lot of damage in this movie. I feel like I've seen a lot. You know, I watch a lot of horror movies and everything, so I've seen a lot of like, uh, like knives and screwdrivers and shit to the temple. But I feel like every time I'm, I'm. I'm equally as like, ugh. Yeah, screwdrivers. Right. Uh, screwdrivers are rough. Yeah. Same with like people falling and hitting their heads on like a corner. That always. Oh, me up. the corner. Yeah, oh, always God. fucks me <laughs> up. Um, I'm gonna give this two and a 
two, one and a half, two Judds. I'm going to give it two Judds because I feel like I've seen so many worse movies that this at least has a has a story and it moves forward. And uh, there's a couple things I liked in it, even if they're all are as small as like the squirrel witness and the, the watch stuck on a is, gear. is the best part. <laughs> um I'm gonna give it. Uh, I'm gonna give it a half a Douglas just because of the vibe of Johnny Depp and um, the flashbacks to him like busting in on his wife fucking the guy. Um, and curious case of Timothy Hutton. That's a that's a new low for you. <laughs> I um, loved it. I love so it. Much. No, I love it. Never change. <laughs> my lows are my highs. Yeah. They're, they're one and the same. And I'm gonna give it one stupid ass Argyle cardigan that oh, he wears. Wow. How did you not give it ten out of ten squirrel witnesses? Because I feel like uh, you exhausted that avenue of question. Yeah, I think so. Okay, you want it. You want it to be a surprise when you. Yeah. Hey, it's fine with me. I wanted to do that and didn't want to steal it from you, which is why I didn't Aww. do it. Well, we talked about the squirrel witness, and that's all that that's matters. Fine, as long as it came up. As long as he gets the recognition he deserves. As long <laughs> he saw that shit go down. Yeah. That squirrel can never unsee that for the rest. No, of No, he's for a, the, he's for the a last, witness to like murder. He's gonna have to live another two years, maximum. Damn. I don't think the squirrels live very long. No. And now it's time to bust open the the tantalizing and thrilling world of bicycle careers. <laughs> Let's take a weird detour and, t- and talk about a movie that isn't bad. Yeah. It's not good. No, it's fine. It's this fine. But I mean, those last two movies are fucking terrible, and I, I enjoyed like, yeah, this one. Yeah, I, like, I liked Premium Rush. I thought also, this was fun, yeah. I watched it with my boyfriend, who used to be a bike messenger. Oh, yeah? And so he was I like, got to be like, he was is like, this, this how is it is? He was like, this is super accurate, right? This is how it is. It's true. We're basically like Top Gun. I got a package for you. 90 minutes, premium rush. Hey! That envelope you picked up, I gotta ask for it back. Who are you? Not your problem. Yeah, the thing is, once it goes in the bag, it's gotta stay in the bag. You got a name? Family? People who care if they see you again? Who are you, man? Go! Wiley, tell me where you are. Wiley? What did you do to me, man? What the hell am I carrying? You got involved with some people with real problems. It's life and death. You have no idea what's coming for you. Was he yeah, like, he said was all he like, all break, or no breaks, don't want to get off the bike? Like, was he, does he say when I, like when that? I, no, but I feel like Nick really would talk like that. <laughs> when, I, when I told him we were watching this, though, he was like, oh, yeah, that movie. And he's like, steel frame. No brakes. Yeah. Fixed gear. That's the thing. <laughs> and I was like, what are you talking? And he's like, yeah, just wait for it. <laughs> no, he, he, all these all these guys are fucking D-bags in this movie, but in a funny way. But they're extreme. They are extreme. No brakes, man. Fixies. Yeah, this is one of those movies where the, the movie is trying to posit a kind of per- a new kind of person that is cool and maybe the next cool thing. And that there's, and that like, there's an aesthetic and intellectual purity to being a bike and I know, Absolutely. I know and a, a lot of I know a lot of bike messengers, and they're... Nice and cool, but they're all, they're, I don't know. Are, I they, feel the like it's, are they the world's coolest people? And they no, they're just, they're usually just a ethos? bunch of like, they're usually just a bunch of like fucking punk, punk rockers, like just very like DIY guys. So. And, and this is kind of a more polished, well, I'm this sure. This is New York though. This, yeah, is the, exactly. this is the big city of New York. And, and, and then we kind of, we kind of see the different cultures <clears throat> of all the different teams later on when, you know, the premium rush cinematic universe comes together. <laughs> but you know, I don't know. It was interesting, though. I did ask him if everyone, if at any point wearing a big iron shackle around your waist instead of a U-lock was a thing, and he said it used to be a thing. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Okay. 
I thought that was like as soon as it showed up in the movie because the fir- the very first shot is like Joe Golev flying through the air. Mm. He yeah. got hit by a car. It's the in, med- in media res <coughs> beginning yeah. that we get so often, which I can't stand. I bet you're wondering how I got to this. And he's he's got this that that big. <laughs> you iron- see him? That's me. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't say that, but it's basically. He's got that big iron chain around his waist, and I'm like, that's a weird affectation. I think yeah. that's annoying. And it turned out there was a purpose for it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's actually, I'm assuming it's not actually iron, uh, but it is dumb looking. It's bronze. But he's kind of an extreme guy, and he's got like a philosophy. He's one of these guys who says stuff like, uh, Running reds, killing peds. When I see a guy in a business suit my age, my balls shrivel into my oh, abdomen. God. Like these fucking suits and their fucking corporate nooses. <laughs> How do you guys feel about Joe Golo as a, as a guy? I no longer like him. You, but you did at one point. Uh, well, yeah, for a while I thought he was fun, especially like early in his career, and then it's like right, around, right around right around 500 Days of Summer Inception time. I was mm-hmm. like, I don't think I like this fucking guy. I anymore. do believe that f- famously, the 500 Days of Summer is the big turning point yeah. for Jogo Live. I do enjoy Looper. Yeah, Looper's good. Looper's good. I'm not sure I have an opinion about him. I certainly, I certainly am not like a huge fan, and he can be, I guess, a little irritating. Yeah, but he just—it's kind of nothing to me. I feel like I'm not going to seek out the next great uh, no. Jolo, you know, whatever. And he is kind of grating at some points. He's—he has big theater kid energy, which sometimes works good, and other times is like, all right, we get it. You can probably tap dance. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Oh, he can <laughs> he tap can dance. Absolutely tap dance. <laughs> He's tap dancing around your heart right now. Aww. Five years of classical dance, six years of tap. Mm. Um, huh. He like I, I listened to it. Not to talk about another podcast, we shouldn't do that. But I listened to another. podcast. There are no other podcasts where they were talking about the movie that he directed called Don John. Oh, I've I did seen, not that. seen that. And there, uh, it's this movie he directed about a guy who has who's he's a addicted to porn. Yeah, he's like a, he's like a Jersey Shore guy who's a addi- who's a porn addiction and he can't keep his relationship. Is it Scarlett Johansson? Scarlett Johansson's in it. I think Julianne Moore's in it. Or some someone else who's like an older woman. Yeah, he's very like Jim Tan Laundry guy. And it was like, and they and they he's talk very about what Jim, Jim Tan, Tan Laundry. Laundry from like Jersey Shore GTL. Ah, uh, okay. GTL. Hello. Look, I didn't watch Jersey Shore. <laughs> and they talk look, about it in the, in this podcast about this like weird cycle that the movie had because it like came, when it, before it came out, people were like, Jogolev directed a movie and the preview looks pretty good and uh, it looks pretty funny. And then it like came out and people were like, you know, it's not a masterpiece, but it's fine. It's doing okay. Mm-hmm. And then like two years later, everyone was like. Did Joko Lev make a fucking movie about a guy addicted to jerking off? <laughs> Why? About a Jersey Shore guy who can't stop jerking off? That was his movie? <laughs> fucking weird. It's really weird. <laughs> and apparently it's like that it is that kind of, I kinda wanna watch it now. Apparently it is that kind of movie where you watch it, you're like, what the fuck? I've seen it and I I don't ever think about it. <sighs> the thing in the beginning when he's doing his whole spiel about how rad it is to be a bike messenger is one thing really irritated me. Where he's like, pedestrians are a menace. Yeah. It's like they're just minding. They're their just walking. Business. You're the menace. You're the menace. menace. Like clearly, the the as experiences as a as a dog owner now, and maybe you experience this too, Emily. I take my dog on really long walks. She has a lot of energy, and I can't tell you many times I've almost been hit by cars mm-hmm. just walking my dog. Yeah. So like I understand the um the animosity between motorists and cyclists because right, they're right. clearly at odds with each other. But why do the cyclists hate pedestrians so much? They shouldn't. Everybody hates everybody. That's the, uh, that's we the live in a society. Quo. That's what triggers the fact shown us. And like the thing the thing that they do that I can't stand is they'll go like on your left when they're right here next mm-hmm, to you, mm-hmm, you know? Like mm-hmm. it's like can you I, I, when they ring the bell I like that. I it's feel like, like, oh, there's somebody coming. I'll I feel like over. rather than bike messengers, the more annoying bike people are like 
like people who are like all in the spandex and like really like the on your left people. <laughs> they make you know? fun of they yeah. make fun of the like what like the sort one of the antagonists. He's not necessarily a bad guy, but he's like Joe Golev's kind of rival. Yeah, the he's cop, the white cop, he's one of those guys. No, 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 the uh, the Manny, oh, the, the other. Man, Manny, oh yeah, 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 who, yeah. The one who's so, trying to cuck him. And it's like I feel like bike messengers. And he calls him spandex. Can just like maneuver around people and don't have to like hate pedestrian. Well, yeah, know. because they have that sixth spidey sense yeah. that tells them exactly what, shows what's going to happen in the future. That, that is a thing that happens in this movie, much, yeah, like, the, much like the movie Next in, in his brain, because he's the best bike messenger in New York City. He can game out, <laughs> if I go this way, what'll happen? If I go that way, what'll happen? All right, so that's the route that I got to take. I wanted, and, uh, I wanted to feel like that was cute. But I hated it. Mm, I, I like don't. It no, 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 no. I like this movie. Okay, I, this is the stuff where you're kind of like, well, that's fucking irritating. And whenever he does like smartphone stuff in it, like they show the map of the smartphone route or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I was like, get that out of here. I get it. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I get why they did it, but it doesn't look good. And it, I mean, and, to, and you know, in its meager defense, the movie's over a decade old now. It might have seemed more novel. I don't remember how I felt about it at the time, but like. Watching it the other day, I was like, "You got to stop doing this." He's it's like to... now when you watch a movie and somebody's texting and they show the text messages on the screen. I was just talking it's like, about stop that doing that the other yeah. day, and it's like, it's it's interesting to see how people deal with as directors, how people deal with wanting to show a text conversation happening yeah. or show you using your phone. Because I feel like a lot of people still will put the the clicky noises when you text, even though no one fucking does no that. One does that anymore. Yeah. And then. Or the like, little boop noise when yeah, you get a message. Yeah, exactly. And like I, one of my favorite movies, The Shallows, a mm. shark movie. Um, uh, she's like in the car and she's texting. And it's I really a, like it's the song from that movie, the Lady Gaga song. Yeah, that's good. That's good. <laughs> um, uh, got him. Okay, so she's texting. She's texting, <laughs> and then she shows. Uh, she shows like it like gets. Oh fuck! How am I saying this? It like is imposed over her face like mm-hmm. the the fucking conversation and it's like that's yeah. a weird way to do it that i didn't like but people are like trying different things yeah you know? he's trying it a all lot started of with ways. that show sherlock that was the first thing i ever place i ever encountered it oh yeah, 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 yeah. and it blew up from there he's uh, kept trying a lot of different ways to like emphasize the speed and how many things are happening all at the same time the movie the title has a double meaning because oh. premium rush is a kind of delivery and that's what they do like the stuff that needs to get there really fast but it's also like this yeah, job this is, is a super fucking premium, premium rush, rush yeah, it's how you feel when you're watching the film this is how I live. I can't wear a fucking tie. I'm out here zooming around, almost dying. No breaks. No breaks. Almost breaks. crashing into All baby gas, carts, no breaks, baby yeah. carriages over and over again. No Steel breaks. Steel frame. No breaks. The idea. I. I am. A, I am. In fact, a cyclist. I ride my bike to work every day. And of course, uh, pedestrians boo. are a menace. I don't. Just in my route, I do not see pedestrians. Um, but I do. Uh, I do almost die every day from cars. Yeah. And most of the almost everybody is cool, but like one in every. I don't know. Two, thou- one no. in every like thousand car drivers hates cyclists. Yeah, and they're just barely. You're talking keeping, about my father right here. Yeah, they're barely <laughs> keeping themselves from killing me yeah. at any time, and it's legal for them to kill me too, which I don't. I don't like that. All but that that's much. you. No, just me in specific. That's <laughs> yeah, actually that's in, that is in the town charter. Yeah, they can. <laughs> don't don't kill me. Yeah, but you can. You can. You can't marry I mean, your cousin, fine. but you can kill Travis Boat. You'll have to live with yourself, but you won't go to jail. There is a bounty on his head. Yeah. Everyone's out for him right now. It's two it rolls sucks. of toilet paper. It sucks. Yeah. And it's just because I'm lame? Like, it's I didn't just do you're anything? Lame. No, you it's didn't do anything. Cool. You just exist. <laughs> I don't think that's cool. Well, I mean, look, I mean, <laughs> even though you took out your own wisdom teeth with needle nose pliers, I thought that was, that was I don't so agree, cool. I don't agree with his Selma killing policy, but I do agree with his <laughs> bark killing policy. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, but yes. Um, oh, so so the idea of him riding a fixed uh, fixed gear bicycle 
is exhausting. Yes. Just to even you, that means you can't stop pedaling. If you you know you've all ridden. He, he points before. that out too. He's like, yeah, and it's this is the way to do it. And he keeps on going. Brakes will kill you if you have brakes. That'll kill you. And it's like, and then at a certain point, he convinces his girlfriend who rides a gear bike yeah. to get rid of her brakes. But he has brakes. If he just stops pedaling, that's the brakes. Yeah. But then there, she at one point she has like a pretty bad spill, and he's like, "You were using that brake, weren't you?" It doesn't make. I don't get it. And just the idea of like, there's a couple times where he'll like grab onto a car for mm-hmm. momentum, and like, what well, doesn't make any difference. You're not coasting. You're still pedaling your goddamn legs, well, on the, the all the time. But it somehow it's the most advanced and superior form of cycling. I don't really understand how it works, and well, I, I am sure Nick's gonna listen to this podcast and be like, Emily, sorry. I don't know. How, I don't really <laughs> know how it, it works like either. <laughs> but I mean, fixed gear means it only has one gear. Like the other guy is switching yeah. gears later on, and then no no brakes is like there's no brakes. Yeah. yeah, you pedal it, it goes. If you stop pedaling, the wheels don't slow move down at all, yeah. and they will. And that's how. Because like when we were kids, we all drove. BMX. But the wheels won't be stopped. They will be stopped. They will no, just not that's have. Not possible. They will just not have momentum. They'll run out of momentum. They don't stop. So you can stop no, pedaling because you go. You push your pedals backwards. Yeah, you go backwards. That's breaks. not the same as taking your foot off the pedal. Yeah. Oh, okay. If you take your so foot you off the pedal, the bike will continue to go until inertia slows you down. And then you go backwards, and it if you if you pedal if you jack the pedals backwards, like on your big wheel, yeah, you'll stop the bike. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I haven't ridden a BMX bike. For haven't a long you? Time. You read a, You rode a big wheel when you were a little boy, right? A pli- oh, those plastic trikes. Those <laughs> things. Those. I was so good at that. I mean, those were ripping. When they we were had great. To, when we had to graduate, I had one from called those. the Sidewinder. Whew. I didn't mind growing up that much, but when you have to stop driving a big wheel and you move on to something else, it's like, well. Did you ever, did you ever do the thing on your big wheel where, like, you got spooked or just weren't thinking and you break, but you put your knees down on the pavement? Ah. Uh, mm. I did that a couple of times. Jesus. Ground up my knees real bad. Ugh. Turned them into burger. Yeah. But that's the extreme life that hey, you man. were living. Hey, man. Fixed gear. No brakes. Plastic frame. Plastic frame. <laughs> this fucking corporate. Remember, remember how those things had the seats? Then, like, there were two pegs for the seat to fit in. There was a second pair of pe- of holes for you can move the seat back in case you were a little when bit. When you grow bigger. up, yeah, exactly. So you didn't grow out of the little bike. Yeah, oh, yeah, growing up, pushing amazing, that wheel, man. pushing that seat back. Kev, uh, sa- Kev says, "Woozle wuzzle." It's a new catchphrase he's trying out. Oh, great, oh, great, okay, Kevin. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you're enjoying your year-long <laughs> vacation. <Yeah. laughs> Lazy bastard. That's why we replaced you. Some people have to work for a living. <laughs> uh, but anyways, uh, so this is just a class. This is just a classic uh, thriller baby. plot. Classic it's a, bike a, movie. A guy gets his hands on a thing that is very important, and a scary guy is trying to get back from him, and, and that's and it's scary. Yeah. But, but the reason that this I like I like this movie. I mean, I, I like it for reasons other than this. But the main reason to like this movie is, of course, Michael, Michael Shannon. Shannon. Bobby Monday is Bobby Monday, who also goes by oh, what we found out with the name. He he goes by another an alias too. Oh yeah, the founder of sci-fi fandom. Yes, we looked it up. <laughs> yes, we looked it up. He goes by the name Forrest J. Ackerman. Uh, this is when he's faking his name. It was a real person who apparently invented sci-fi fandom, according to Wikipedia. He used to run a magazine called Famous Monsters of Filmland. Yes, and uh, and so that's what whatever that must mean something to David Kep. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, He's, he likes sci-fi. Yeah. I don't fucking I know. Uh, he did write Jurassic Park. Michael Shannon is so great in this, though. He's re- he's going 110%. His his acting is a premium rush. He's um, so funny. He's so funny. He has this nasally 
Can you do? You do. You try it. The voice. I'm trying. I'm trying to find one of the. <laughs> he's just my- like I'm chasing a bicycle. He's literally like Bowser in Mario Kart when he's fucking <laughs> driving this car. Yes, he's doing a comic. He's doing a co- uh, a comical New York New York accent. Yeah. But he's also um he's uh, he raised his voice about an yeah. about a half an octave or something. Oh, it's so great. I think it's like a to- a Sean Penn impression. I think it's okay, like an impression of Sean Penn from like Carlito's Way or something like that. <laughs> There's like a part. That's my tooth, you piece of shit. It's straight up uh, like that, yeah. Uh, people love it. They hate it. They gotta have it. They gotta get rid of it. It's like no, this is not even his line. God, I'm trying to find. <laughs> I'm trying to find one of the long, cool lines that he has because there's like lots of parts where he just goes off on some stupid, uh, on some stupid rant or something like that. Like these guys are so fucking stupid all the time, and he's like screaming. Yeah, he's like spitting and screaming and his nasally voice, and he's always stressed out because he's trying to get his hands. On he has a gambling problem, eh? Yep. And he's he, a cop. He, he is a cop. He is a cop, and you know we love cops here. So, <laughs> and he has cops. a gang. We're big cop heads over here. All at cops Suspense are all cops us. are besties. That's what it sounds like. That's what it stands <laughs> for. All cops are besties. Um, so um, we find out that he got in trouble borrowing money or whatever, and for multiple people, and he, he kind of reminds me of, of from the a, bad from guys. the tongs, or as Jamie Chung calls it, the snakeheads. And yeah. he knows that this one girl has a ticket she raised a bunch of money and she exchanged a bunch of cash for this ticket that is as good as cash that's going to pay for her son to come over here from china because he can't come over here because they discovered an article she wrote about tibet a vague dissident in china and so very high stakes yeah and she's his ex-girlfriend's roommate which is which ties in the girlfriend too. Yeah, not Michael Shannon's uh, jo- Joseph Gordon. No, no, Joseph Gordon Levitt's. Yeah, but if, but Michael Shannon needs to get the ticket back because somehow the ticket means money to him and he owes money to. Yeah, like, he knows. Someone told him like, like okay, that. like you're in big trouble, but this ticket, well, we know this ticket's going around, it's and if you grab it, it's fifty thousand dollars or something like that. It's a classic MacGuffin. Yeah, and he's and he reminds me uh, a lot of uh, the the bad guys in Glass House, mm. where they're not like masterminds. He's not a mastermind. He's just yeah. he's actually like no, he keeps dri- fucking up. He's driven in almost entirely by desperation, and he's. Just, he's just an agent of chaos, and he's so funny in this. He's like he's he, just running funny around too screaming. He, he makes the joke because Joe Golev's character's name is Wiley, and he when they first have their their first meeting, he's like like Wiley Coyote. That's clever. And you know who's the fucking coyote in this movie? It's Michael Shannon. Yeah, Absolutely. for sure. Absolutely, dude. Totally, because Joseph Gordon-Levitt is extremely the roadrunner. Oh yeah, that's the joke. There's a scene where he's there should there should totally be a scene where like Michael Shannon uses a catapult to try to like get Joseph Gordon Levitt from fucking Acme. Yeah, and then the catapult the catapult actually just flips over in midair on him. He, he yeah, know. he's he walks off of a building and doesn't doesn't fall realize and he, and it. And he's yeah. like, oh no, now I gotta look down. And he yeah. looks down. And he's like, Wah. he actually pulls up a sign yeah. that says some anvil from Acme. And just like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. He gets some he gets some like vegan. Enchiladas and puts a sign on him that says "free vegan enchiladas," and then Joe Go- Joseph Gordon-Levitt goes and like sniffs at it and tries to eat it. And then <laughs> he draws a realistic mural of the street that continues, even though it's a brick wall. But Joseph Gordon-Levitt exactly. like turns at the last second because no, he's, like, he goes an through it. He just drives right through <laughs> it, and then Michael Shannon <laughs> crashes his car into it. <laughs> that yep. would be such a That's fun movie. I would watch the shit out of Wait, that. Movie. I, you know what? I bet we will get a fucking stupid Roadrunner Wiley Coyote like live action or like CG type Disney. I kind of be down for that if like Joe Dante directed it or something. Yeah, yeah, Warner Brothers shelved that Batgirl movie so they could do the uh, the Michael oh, Shannon yeah. Wiley Coyote movie. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> we can all mil- hope. 200 million dollars and they're going to pull it off the shelf. Um but yes, uh, he he's just like a desperate and crazy and hilarious uh, throughout this whole thing. My favorite scene in it is where he's like 
he's fucked up another yet another time with like the gangsters and they're like you know it's time for you to get your beating yeah <laughs> and he's like all right let's go get my beating and he goes out and they're nothing beating permanent him. and he's like come on beat me up <laughs> and they beat him up and then they beat but they knock one of his teeth out they're like what you fucking knocked my tooth out you were supposed <laughs> to pull your punches you motherfucker and then he just starts beating these guys back because he was willing to accept a certain amount of beating yeah he was this ready is for a guy it really that, and that gets him in worse trouble because he kills one of those guys <laughs> he kills and then he one. tries to he, wake up come he's on gonna wake be up fine. he's fine yeah, well, he does wake up, but then later then he, he gets a phone call where they're like, "That that guy didn't make it to the hospital." Yeah, you're really, you're really screwed, man. He he's so desperate and on edge, and it's Michael Shannon is the perfect guy for it. Yeah. it. Like worth watching this movie for Michael Shannon. He really yeah, like it, it, you put anybody else in this role, and the movie sinks for sure. He's like he's pulling. He's still scary, but he's funny as hell. Yeah, and Joseph Gordon-Levitt, like who cares? But he doesn't have enough to carry this movie on his own. Oh God, yes. There's a part where he goes, he he. Yeah. He's like he makes weird noises. This is the part. This is like earlier on in the movie where he's like Jogo Lev. He's like, I need that ticket from you, there, kid. Give me that. I'm a cop. Give me the ticket back. And he's like, No, I'm out of here. And then he like chases after him. He's driving in a car. And at a certain point, he's like, I'm chasing the bicycle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's just he's like, a cartoon. He's, making, he's a cartoon. He's making hoots and stuff like that. I love it. Uh, meanwhile, there's also uh, this bike cop that is desperately trying to like. I don't know, give Joseph Gordon-Levitt a ticket or yeah. like whatever bike cops can do. Yeah. And he, so we see him like trying his best, but since he's a bike cop, he's not as cool as a bike messenger. And so he can't catch up ever. And his bike's so heavy and it of course has brakes. Yeah. Which is stupid. They suck. And he keeps like, there'll be scenes like he's chasing jo- Joseph Gordon-Levitt through the park and he's like, careful on the path, ma'am. And yeah. Stuff like that. I really Whereas like Joseph the- Gordon-Levitt's like, stay, he's like, don't move. Yeah. Because he's maneuvering around the pedestrians, which also like, if that's the case, then why do you hate pedestrians? You can just move around them. They're fine. Know, whatever, whatever. They suck. Fucking bike guys. I hate them. <laughs> I do like the part at the end when the, he finally is, eludes the bike cop like the 30th time. And he actually steals the cop's bike finally to get away oh, at the yeah. end. And, uh, and the, the cop is like, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's, he's just, just like, like I've had sweating it. and like, God, their legs are probably so tired. He's biffed it like 18 times. Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Obviously, did not do the stunts in this movie, but I did read that he like trained by ride, like riding bikes like miles and miles every day for like a few months ahead of time, which is like that's it's got to be hard. It's good to know how to ride a bike if you're gonna ride a bike in a movie for like a long time. Um, but there is at the end of that movie there there is that like clip of uh him like Joseph Gordon-Levitt like bleeding on his arm because he actually like fucking beefed it into a windshield or something yeah and that was real so good i'm glad he got uh, hurt good (laughs) so good i'm glad i'm glad he he bled on the set that's fine yeah what even happens it's like most of this movie is just like a chase one chase it's a it's it's a chase and it is pretty exciting like i i felt pretty engaged through all of it and i was like i I think a lot of it had to do with michael shannon's Mm -hmm. like cartoonish character moving it along um but much like Secret Window is just Johnny Depp in a room muttering, this is mostly just like guys riding around on bicycles. Yeah, but it's exactly. well, it's well done. It's yeah. like exciting. The the I think it gets like too plotty. Like yeah. it starts to bog down narratively at the end. It's yeah, the stuff with the the woman who had the ticket yeah. and and her raising the money and then her getting in trouble or whatever and then her trying to get her kid, which eventually her kid did get over to America. Yeah. So no worries, guys. But all that stuff kind of felt thrown in there. Um, and what else is even to say? Oh, at at the end, 
basically, uh, they try to get all the different bike messenger crews back up, which yeah, is yeah. just like the pre- a pretty funny part. They're doing a whole phone tree thing. Yeah, they're doing like the dispatchers are doing this phone tree. And so you see all the he- different cool headquarters of every bike messenger collective in New York City. Yeah. And we see like, you know, here are the like punk rocker ones. Here are the like more classy like rich ones here the blah 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 all, yeah. you know all all different walks of life they need to have like more costume they need to be like the the baseball furies yes. yeah you know what i mean more like the warriors or like here's like the here's the like techno cyberpunk ones and like yeah. here here are the goth bike messenger they should have done like totally if they're gonna like lean into the cartoonishness of michael shannon's character they could have leaned into the cartoonishness of the different bike messenger groups they Some of them are dressed like cats from the from the from play cats oh cat. god yeah. yes there is a whole car, like a platoon of furries that are bike messengers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but so they all come together, and finally Michael Shannon like thinks he's cornered Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and they do a whole switcheroo. <sighs> There's like the warehouse scene too. Yeah, they do a switcheroo because eventually they do kind of get caught, and because uh, uh, Joe Golev gets hit by hit by a car. Yeah, that's where we we come in at the beginning. Yeah, that's oh boy, I really did not like all the time jumping in this. No, I found it to be extraneous, completely unnecessary. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he gets hit by the car, and like they're they're gonna impound his bike, um, and Michael Shannon wants the ticket, so he lets he makes Michael Shannon think that Manny, sort of his rival has the ticket. Even though the ticket is rolled up in his handlebar. He rolled up the ticket and put it in the handlebars of his bike, which is going to the impound. So he gets uh, his ex-girlfriend to go try to rescue the bike while Michael Shannon is distracted by Manny, who he thinks has the ticket. And then, yeah, there's this whole big chase scene at the end set around the uh, the police bicycle impound lot. Michael Shannon's like looking through this guy's bag and he's just like dumping it all out. How many compartments are in this thing? <laughs> this is where we get uh, a different kind of cool bicycle action too. Once they get into the because he gets line. a BMX bike, we get the yeah, BMX because now it's jumping around on your rear tire because he can do that too apparently. Yeah. Uh, and so now it's like rad if it had a plot. <laughs> if that movie had a plot, uh, or, or so was get... it even a little bit exciting, which it is not. <laughs> it was the greatest movie of all time oh, when I was God. eight or whatever the fuck it was. <laughs> a movie in which like materially nothing happens. <laughs> I watched that again at one point in at Scarecrow though, where um, we we were watching it in the back to check the tape because this uh, is when it was only available on, on uh, VHS. Yeah. And it opens with just a bunch of kids doing bike tricks, uh-huh. and I had that shit bo- in my brain better than my own b- last name. Yeah. Like I remembered every single trick That's that they cool. did. We must have just watched that on a loop over and over and over. I would again. argue that there are not enough like sweet jumps and stuff in this movie. There yeah. are enough sweet jumps, but it's like it. I mean, they're just navigating the the, ur- the urban playground of Manhattan. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. you might you yeah. might argue that New York City is also a main character. It's yeah, like yeah. A, it's like a concrete jungle. I did like where the, dreams uh, are made of. Whoa! Even though I got sleeps. annoyed by the like the the like gaming out like what route to take, you know, the whole thing where he would see the alternate routes. I did like the one where he. Um, he narrowly avoids getting himself killed, but it means that this guy gets hit by a UPS fan and just totally <laughs> fucking run over. Oh, like, God. and he goes, he goes, ah, and his shoe comes off and stuff. It's really gnarly. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> it's really funny. It's a fun, you know, it's a pretty, it's a pretty fun movie. I, yeah. I think I'm also, I, I did this incorrectly too because I watched it last. Oh, and I watched the, these, these in chronological these order. These other two movies are terrible, and so I was like, hey. Anything. Yeah. <laughs> Anything. I'm with you. Yes. So I might I might be giving it a higher rating than it deserves. I'm not entirely nah, sure. I, I think that this, this movie is perfectly no. fine. It's, it was amusing. I never felt like bored. I it think was it's fast paced. Even at 90 minutes, I think it's too long. 
Like, I feel like you could cut 15 minutes out of this thing, make it like a clean oh, 75, yeah. and just be like, one chase. Like, it gets too bogged down, and all the MacGuffin justifying the story, like all the immigration stuff with the ticket and everything, is like, yeah. ah, just make it a thing, and make it a money thing. Maybe he's running it, you know, not for a good reason. Maybe it's for loan sharks or something like that. Make it about, like, no. I'm going to get the thing to its destination because that is the ethic of being a Cap has to a remind us of his, of his moral compass and how he's he's a fucking good yeah. guy. Not interested. Um, yeah, that's a little too sweet. Yeah, this movie that. also, I, I feel like it was better than watching... I'm not a big like car chase person in movies. I kind of tune out whenever there's a car chase, but uh-huh. I felt really like into this, but I, I think it was because of like... Like they're on fucking bicycles. That was that would hurt so bad to even just like accidentally run over a stick. I feel like the, just the shit that was at stake there, and me kind of being like, "Holy fuck!" They're just they're really just like zooming yeah. around the city. Um, kept me more engaged there than if be I were scene to watch like just two like cars a big old chase each other. Diaper like cushion thing because <laughs> his, his ass hurts so much. I had like an R-rated version of this too, where people's heads are getting splattered like oh, watermelons yeah. and oh, shit fuck. like that. Like just road rage incidents and stuff. Like guys got a gun. I've never, I've actually never fallen on my bike since I started cycling. Well, now again. you will. Let's knock, knock on, on wood. wood. Knock Jesus. wood. But, uh, but I do ride. Down I don't this think this is really made of wood. By I the do way. Ride <laughs> <laughs> knock on Formica. <laughs> but I do uh, ride down this extremely steep hill every day to get to work. <laughs> Emily's looking around for some wood. <laughs> I don't Just want Travis to fall. <laughs> we, no, nobody wants Travis to fall. Uh, I certainly don't either. Because if I fall going down this hill, which I do every day. I'm gonna die. Yeah, that's all there's to it. I mean, maybe if maybe if I was like 23 or something, I'd be like, eh, walk it off. But like my my pelvis is gonna shatter. Well, now that you've said this out loud, the chances of it happening um, go down because that's how the universe works. That's true. I agree. All right, that would be too ironic if it happened. (laughs) (laughs) It would would be be stupid. (laughs) Be straight up dumb. Um. Yes, but like an R-rated version of this, where the bikers are cussing. Maybe one. Maybe there's a whole squad of biker messengers that are naked. Yeah. Whoa. The the, the naked. The fuck riders. <laughs> the, nudie, the nudie cuties. <gasps> the nudie cuties. Cute. Uh, yeah. Just gory and sex drenched bicycle messenger they're movie. Doing, they're doing meth. The juggalo bike messengers. Juggalos. Yes. Absolutely. That would be scary. There's a whole bike messenger bar in this movie, like the yeah. like the uh, well, skydiver bar like, in, in Drop Zone. Nick was like. Yeah, there are like a couple bars in Belltown where it's like that is the bike messenger bar. Like, really? Pe- where if which ones can we go? We yeah, gotta of go. Let's go I there. Like, I feel like Shorty's is a big one in Belltown, and I think there's oh, a couple. I never want to go to Shorty's. I like Shorty's. <laughs> oh no, oh, man. Well, here we <laughs> go. Now we can go to Shorty's. We can go to Shorty's. We'll bring along a little portable recording device and ask all the bike messengers if they've seen Premium Rush, <laughs> and we'll put it out as a Patreon. Ooh, I mean, I would pay for that. That is a can't miss proposition yeah. right there. What do you guys think of the movie Premium Rush? Get out. I come in and go. <laughs> what do you guys think of cars? Boo, right? Huh? Cars? They suck, right? They're like. Are you a pedestrian? Get out of here, you stupid pedestrian. <laughs> Go fucking walk on your feet. Go walk on your feet down a sidewalk. Loser. Running Just reds and that. killing peds. You better not be a businessman wearing a suit. You make me sick. Are you one of those suits? <laughs> what about capitalism, huh? Going to your job every day to make money? Why don't you kill yourself? Jesus Christ, you guys. I don't think they're <laughs> all that they're, bad. No, that's what they're like. <laughs> we watched this movie. <laughs> this movie. You're going to go home and tell Nick about this, and he's going to be like, yep, I hate him. All pedestrians, kill them. If anybody out there g- gets uh, the the world of bike messengers, it's David Kep, for sure. <laughs> Jesus, this guy. he didn't he uh, didn't originate this material. I don't think he's got That's a co-writer. Right. There's a on co-writer it. on this one. Who's the other guy? Some other or guy. Or a woman. 
It was another dude. Although I did notice that he did he does work with the same editor on all three of these movies. A woman named Jill Sta- Jill Savitt. God, women rule at editing. They're good. There's the occasional like good because we know in how to cut too. the bullshit out of them, right? I like I no. I, <laughs> <laughs> I actually was like, there has to be somebody co-writing this with him because there were a couple lines that I thought were good. Oh yeah, it's like, that does not happen in David Kep movies. Uh, this is like one where uh, Michael Shannon, because he's he is a cop. In yeah. addition to like the fucked up gambling degenerate balloon head shit he's got going on, yeah. Uh, but he like shows up like back to at his police office or something. They're like, "Oh, where the fuck have you been, Michael Shannon?" He's like, "Oh, sorry, I'm late. Uh, my, your wife had a lot of unusual requests." It's <laughs> <laughs> like, "Hey, that guy, what's that good line doing in a David Kep movie?" <laughs> I'm stealing that one. That one's good. Your wife that, had a lot of unusual requests. requests, and the guys are like, "Yeah, well, that's pretty good." <laughs> that's not even sex. It's like she wanted me to like <laughs> unclog the drain here. There's another one uh, that he has. The lawn needed resodding. This is one where where he's like the cops. He, the cops don't know about the jackpot that he's gotten himself into, and they're like, "Hey, we got to go do cop stuff. You're coming with us." He's like, "Yeah, yeah, okay." But he's also frazzled by this other shit. Well, that he's he sees. Do. Well, that's because he sees uh, yes, Jogolev's he sees bike Jogolev. chained to the front of the police Manhattan, station. Uh, Manhattan seems like a pretty small place in this movie. He's yeah. co- constantly running into each other. Um, but he uh, he sees this and he's got he's got to go back and deal deal with this. And he goes, uh, uh, "Hold on for a second. I gotta go back. I." Um, Forgot my bullets. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and while just while I've got, while I I've did got enjoy that here. too because nobody says anything about that. Like they're just like, oh, I guess he forgot his bullets. Yeah, we're all idiots. That makes sense. Uh, but this is this is when the uh, the Chinese lady who's trying to get her son back is talking to. Oh yeah, Jamie the, Chung, the yeah. older guy who's gonna. Who's the broker? He's like the broker guy, and this is in subtitles. Um, but she's talking about like the. Um, like all the jobs that she has and stuff like that. And she goes, the American dream, huh? And he goes, is to work three jobs? And she goes, these days, yes. <laughs> you're like, damn. Jesus. All right. True. In this economy. In this economy. <laughs> Obamanomics. Uh, thanks, Brandon. <laughs> yeah, thanks. thanks, Brandon. Dark Brandon. Dark Brandon. <laughs> Darth Vader. Uh, but yeah, like, uh, oh, 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 we'd, we'd be remiss not to point out, like, so it ends with, like, the whole kumbaya moment where everybody comes together yeah. for, and then to help. They, when they kill Michael Shannon, it's insanely cool. It's an awesome death scene. Yeah. Exactly, like, as as cool as you would hope. He's, like, walking away thinking he's, like, maybe got the drop on him, and you hear this, like, poof, and there's a little spray from behind his head, and, like, a little, a dude walks away with a tiny gun tucked away, and you see a phone book, a Chinese telephone book, by the uh-huh. way, with a bullet hole in it dropped on the ground. Yeah. I also did, like, speaking of that, I did, like, the scenery he was getting beaten up by those dudes, and he's like, is that a Chinese phone book? <laughs> the Chinese phone book? Uh, ah! Nice uh, little racist joke from Michael Shannon. Of course. Yeah, he gets to be racist. I mean, he's just an absolutely repugnant and wonderful character in yeah. this movie. Should have won the Oscar for this one. Uh, but he gets this like s- this makeshift silencer shot to the dome, so yeah. he barely hears it, and then he's <clears> just going like, I need a wait break. A minute. Wait a minute. What's wait a going minute. on? Wait a minute. Hold on. No, just ho- hold on. And he's let me like just, walking a little bit. Just, and then he's like, gets tries to get into his car, and he's like, I just... There's gotta be, <laughs> there's gotta be another move I can make here. Like, no, there's that's, a bullet in your brain. That's scary. Yeah. Imagine like still being alive after being shot in the head, and just kind of like your brain's just shutting shutting down, and nothing is like making sense anymore, and yeah. you're just it starting to die. Wrong. That reminded me of the scene in the movie My Blue Heaven, where Steve Martin is talking about this exact thing. He's like, you know, but a 22 will just rattle around in your head, you know, till you die. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> No, no, thank you. (laughs) I'm gonna pass on that one. (laughs) Check, please. No getting shot in the head with me for me. Thank you. At all. At all. 
I'm going to pass, despite those warrants out on me. Um, yeah, and then he dies, and then I, I think Joko Lev is going to hook up with his girlfriend, and Manny got to be put in his place a little bit, I guess. Mm-hmm. Manny does just, I, I guess maybe everybody's sort of a hero in the end because they get past all their differences and rivalries to yeah. come together to to save the kid. That's to, great. To reunite the kid with with his mother. Yeah. It's David Kep kind of bullshit sweetness sort of thing, but I don't know. I liked it. And there's like a, there's a whole scene in it where uh, where uh, Michael Shannon is going. He's, this is when he's in the car with uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Talk about one actor just absolutely blowing another guy out yeah. of the water. God bless you, Joe Golev, but Michael Shannon is yeah, he's eating owning this shit. Yeah. yeah, Joe was more concerned with just riding the bike, which is fine, I guess. And Joe Golev calls him like a douchebag or something. He's like, why is everybody using words like this all the time these days? He said, douchebag this, douchebag that. You know what I hear all the time? The kids always say, suck it. They're always saying, suck it. Uh, fucking bullshit, and it's just like this dumb rant that he goes on, and then at the end, yeah, when uh, when uh, Joe Golev is signifying that he's uh, he's won or whatever in, in the final moments, he goes, suck douchebag. Like, yeah, that's another one of those really good David Kep lines you were talking <laughs> that's about. Da- that's David Kep right there, baby. And you guys might think Travis is exaggerating the voice of Michael Shannon's character, no, it's, but it's it sounds not. exactly like that. <laughs> that's what he does. I'm it's a cop, great. which is my brother's a cop. So good. <laughs> So good. From a family of cops, I can't Hit some sport peppers, man. He gets, he gets yeah. to, yeah, you get to see a scene where he's gambling too. It's just he can't. It's like this. He's just that scene is really funny because he comes in into flames. the parlor and they're like, oh, "You really want to put in. all seventeen thousand dollars on this one?" And he's like, "Yep." And then you see him going like, eight, nine, that shit. Eight and seven is shit. Seven and six is shit. Six and eight is shit. This is all shit." That was a he great scene because even out. before the guys who just loaned him the money are watching him from the window yeah, yeah. go in, you see him, and then they're like. Oh, he's going. Yeah, he's going in there. He's gambling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah they're he, watching him take their he money. He goes to the loan shark, and the guy is like, "Don't take the money." <laughs> it's complete. He's like uh, Adam Sandler's character in Uncut Gems. He's yeah. just like he's on a, he's on a mission to die from yeah, gambling. Yeah, right. Like he's he's like leaving Las Vegasing himself with gambling with gambling addiction. Shoe, that's a shoe. Which, which you can do it much faster with gambling because gangster gangsters gangsters get will kill and you they, and they yeah. make a bullet rattle around in your brain. You know, till you die. Until you fucking die. <laughs> uh, we got any other insights about Prem Rush? Mm. P Rush? P Rush? P Rush? PR? Prush. PR Blitz? Premsh? Prem Cream? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, then. All right, ratings. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give us three Juds. Straight down the middle, like fun ass, like okay movie, you know? Mm-hmm. Short. Uh, and Michael Shannon. Definitely. I'm going to give the t- no Douglases. Yeah, there's nothing going on here. No. Zero. No, yeah. no, no. Zero no. Douglases. There's no time. No, yeah. no, no, no. Absolutely there's no fucking no time. time. We're we're just at we start, we're moving, we're moving the whole way through. And I'm gonna Bing, give bang, it uh, ten out of ten UPS truck pancaked pedestrians. Hell yeah. <laughs> that guy <laughs> fucking yeah. got nailed. You got got. <laughs> uh I'm gonna give it three and a half Juds. I mean, it's Ooh. just like a bullet. Uh, like a twenty-two rattling around in your head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's plenty of dumb stuff in there, some corny stuff, but Michael Shannon is good. I don't hate Joe Golev in it. I don't know. I don't hate him. I just feel like it could be anyone. Yeah, it, it's yeah. True. He's he's there to pedal the bike. Mm-hmm. He's mildly obnoxious, but anyway. and yeah, and he's kind of a little kind of cocky, whatever. There's also just like a lot of cool like these shots of people bicycling and doing delivering dialogue are hard to do. There's yeah, a, like a lot of this movie is this hard hard bicycle. Shots and they in like, New York City. And yeah, no and they less. like filmed. It's not like they like had a set, you know. Yeah, you can tell. Obviously, some of them the bikes like rigged up to a 
to a car or something like that, and some of them are special effects, but there's plenty of shots where it's just Joe Golev riding a bike in the middle of the street, and it's clearly him, and delivering dialogue, and you're like, fuck, man. Yeah, he's yeah. like the Tom Cruise of bike messenger guys. Yeah, exactly. He's exactly You can tell like he's really that. fucking riding that bike, man. There is there is a, at least a couple instances where you're like, damn, Joe Golev, that's... Yeah. This one where he comes zooming in and then has to do the backward brake thing and just comes skidding. Like, I never was able to master that skidding that my brother used like to Tokyo do on the, on the Huffies. Oh, yeah. And I was just like, fuck, that's an easy thing to get hurt doing. Uh-huh. Pretty uh-huh, cool. Uh-huh. Um, Zero Douglas is just no time no for sleaze, man. No way. And uh, what, did, what did you give it for your last I one? give it 10 out of 10 UPS pancaked pedestrians. Okay, so I'm going <laughs> to give it 10 out of 10 22s rattling around in Go Michael Shannon's brain. Nice. Hold on a minute. Hold, hold, wait, just, I need a just, break. I need a break. Just wait. I just need a break. One minute. <laughs> All right. I'm going to give it three Judds um, because I I like this movie. It was fine. I like this movie. It kept my attention, and it was interesting, and there was a lot at stake, and I just it was great, but I don't think I'm going to like revisit it in the future probably. Did Nick watch it with you? Yeah. And he, what was his overall imperson- impression of the movie? Did he like the movie too? Or yeah, was he like, yeah, it's fine, I don't he, care. He had seen it before, and he right. was just like, yeah, it's fine. He's like, I'd rather go play some video games right now or yeah. something like that. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, yeah, it didn't really impress either of us. Okay. Um, mm. But I'm going to give it zero Douglases, and then I'm going to give it uh, one big uh, telephone book silencer. Mm. That's the way to do it. Love that's that. The, that's the way I yep. always do Love it. Love that. Yep, you got to. Well, you got to look out behind you every time. Mm-hmm. Every time. Everybody's after you. Every time. I mean, there's a warrant after me for being lame in this town. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anybody can take me down at any time. It's, it's not fair. Don't it's do tough, it. A, straight a, de- a death mark's head. not an easy thing to live with solo. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. Well, sucks. we did it. Sucks for me. And we did it. We oh, pulled we it had, off. The episode. It. What yeah. are we doing next? Oh, next one. Next one's going to be a good one. Uh, suggested by a good friend of the pro- of the program, Will Goss. Oh. Uh, this is going to be a good episode. It's going to be Fair Game oh, with William God. Baldwin and Cindy Crawford. <laughs> yeah. Fled with Stephen Baldwin and Lawrence Fishburne. And the remake of The Getaway with Alec Baldwin and Kim Basinger. And we are calling it. Whichever Baldwins we lose. <laughs> that that is perfect. Uh, thank you, Will. Thank you for the brilliant Will. idea. I haven't Shit. seen any of these, so I am looking forward. I'll, to I'll it. I will say one thing to to prepare you for for fair game. Mm-hmm. I'll say two things. Okay. Um, so don't get your hopes up, but it is based on the same novel that the Sylvester Stallone movie Cobra is adapted from. Tight. And. Despite not being a particularly good movie, there is an incredible stunt in it. And you will know it when you see it. Okay. A house explodes, and the stunt woman goes flying into the air, and it is 100% practical. Amazing. Okay, I'm, I'm excited. Also, Beverly Hills sure. Cop. No, what? Say, yeah, Beverly Hills Cop. Because Cobra was what, what he wanted to do with Beverly well, Hills Cop. Well, yeah, but that's, not, that's, not, adap- that's not adapted from the novel. Like, Cobra was adapted from this book, and then oh, they readapted just, the book. It's just sort of like in the mix somehow. Yeah, yeah. No, then they readapted the book a little bit more faithfully as this thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, it's not good, I'll tell you that much. It's not or terrible. It, I'll right, be the judge of that. that. This is, a, this is a movie that an entire generation of, uh, well, Matt and my, and my generation watched to see Cindy Crawford naked. In. Yes, you do get to see her boobs in it, so at least one Douglas there. Okay. <laughs> Look forward to that. Whichever boy, oh boy. Baldwins we lose, coming your way in two weeks. Uh, get up on the uh, get up on the Patreon. We got those Finchers coming out. Yeah, the first one already came out. I think maybe by the time this comes out, both of them will, both be, of them up will be up there. Yeah, and, yeah uh, check those out. How many great. Patreon people are we at a steady 
number that we wanted to be we're at. Around 120, we're but back we're back not to 120 again. Yeah. We want to get higher. Commit to this. We need to get to 150 <laughs> before we can do another special one. Yeah. That's right. Let's we're go. So let's go. Join the Patreon. That. Where where are all my girlies at? Like, where are the girls out there? Are you gonna join join do the girl, Patreon? Do any girls listen to this podcast? I think so. I, I mean, so. I did. My girlfriend I did. Does. Yeah. Yeah. So does mine. <laughs> That's if, it. If so. you're a cool girl, you'll listen to this podcast. Yeah, be one of the cool girls. Be Absolutely. one of the cool girls. Uh, join join the Patreon and uh, subscribe to this podcast and give it five stars on iTunes. Yeah, five yeah. stars only, please. You get to you get my devastating takedown of Benjamin Button, the curious case of Timothy Hutton. <laughs> yeah, uh, that I am that I listened to when I was editing. And I was like, you know what, Travis, you did a good job on it. <laughs> good job, Travis. <laughs> I so I so rarely get to be proud of myself. So like when I when I can, I do it. You man. guys even <laughs> talked me down off the ledge of like really loving it to the point where I was like, no, eh, you know, I see what you're talking about. I still like it, but yeah. I haven't seen Curious Case of Benjamin Button. It's one of the only. Oh, it's pretty. It's pretty. Seen. It's pretty good. It's really good. I've been avoiding it because I thought it was gonna make me cry. <laughs> it but might. It might, and you'll be mad at yourself. If you do. But ah. also, it's so absurd. I don't know. Maybe I'll get to it. Uh, my second episode in the bag. So great thank job, you we guys. Did it. We did great it again. Job. Great job. Thank you. Thank you. Only growing stronger. Yes. Thanks Soon you'll kill it. us all. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna take over. It's so gonna be weird. the Emily. Emily's killing us podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh I like that idea. <laughs> I'm into it. Good note to go out on. Uh, so until Til next time, time. Suspense is killing us. Bye. Bye. This is not my beautiful house. And you may tell yourself, this is not my beautiful wife. Same as it ever was. Same as it ever was. Same as it ever was.